Welcome in, everyone, and good morning from Cookville. We are here high atop Tucker Stadium as we look down onto the field where the tornadoes are assembled at midfield for pregame warm-ups. Mylon has already gone to the dressing room to put on their shoulder pads and jerseys, and Alcor is already dressed and ready for action. They will probably stay on the field. We're 27 minutes away from kickoff. Heath, what would the first Friday in December be like if it wasn't Alcoa in Cookville or at the state championship game? Uh, Marty, it just wouldn't feel right. I don't think for many team or many uh, fans in Blount County, wouldn't feel right for us. We wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. We'd have to come up here and see if there's an open spot in the booth to broadcast something. So uh, we're certainly excited. And uh, Marty, uh, we've seen newspapers, we've seen people, a lot, of, a lot of outlets talk about what a crazy season this has been. 2020, the coronavirus, and a lot of things have halted and prevented teams from from playing individual games, playing their seasons. Heck, it's even cost some teams their seasons. When it comes to playoffs, you look at the Milan football team, they were able to move on one round because Covington had to forfeit due to COVID. It's been a crazy season overall, but luckily, and somehow we've made it through, and we're here trying to get our sixth straight state championship. And this is the 34th playoff appearance for the Alcoa Tornadoes versus 43 for for um Milan and uh, Heath Milan is no stranger to success either. They got their first state championship in 1971. They've played a total of 126 playoff games and their playoff record is 88 and 38 versus Alcoa, who I said earlier has 34 appearances in the playoffs and they played in 135 games, so nine more than Milan and they have 38 more victories and a lot less defeats as Alcor's playoff record is 120 and 15. Just uh, it bears to take notice of the success Alcoa has had. Uh, most more specifically since 2004, it has been Alcoa that has just dominated two and three eight football since that time. They did pick up a state championship in 2000. They picked up one in 1989, and they picked up a couple, I think, in 77 and 78. This, if Alcoa wins today, will be the 19th state title, and that would be two more than the next closest school, which would be Maryville, who stands at 17. Ninth state title for Alcoa, 19th state title possible today for Alcoa, Marty six in a row possible the second longest streak in school history the longest streak was seven Alcoa if they can win tonight has a chance to tie that next season um I got a also coach Rankin's potential 201st victory at Alcoa after grabbing 200 last week and Marty for Milan four and five in the state championship game um they have faced Alcoa twice in the state championship losing both times, losing in 2008 to Alcoa, 28 to 14, losing in 2009, 21 to zero. So, haven't had a lot of success against Alcoa. Um, it's going to be a tough one again for them tonight. It's always a tough one when you strap them on and come after the tornadoes. They are formidable. It doesn't matter if they're playing a 3A team or a 6A team. 
Alcoa, as we've harped upon several times this year, played three 6A teams, losing to only one Maryville 14-9 in a game I think the Tornadoes would love to replay. You can't do it. Maryville's the victor of that game. But Alcoa has moved on from that time, has won, has won 11 straight games since that time, or 10 straight games, I beg your pardon, looking for 11 today and looking for number 19 and state trophies. Well, you know, Marty, they've, they've had a ton of success this season. Like you mentioned, the Maryville game, obviously something they wish they could erase or hit the reset button on, especially after having the lead at halftime. Um, but, you know, that's in the rearview mirror now as they have been very successful since then. So far this season, Alcoa is averaging 43 points a game, only allowing four. So far in the playoffs, Marty, they're outscoring their opponents 196 to 20. It's going to be very difficult for anyone who plays this football team. And, Marty, uh, the last chance for us to see some great players that have come through Alcoa High School that will be graduating and will play their final football game for Alcoa tonight, such as the great, great Carroll, to name a few. Kind of sad to see players like Solomon Tyson and Isaiah Cox not get that final opportunity tonight as they are done for the season. But we know they will be on the sidelines cheering their team. But you also see players like Camden Burden. You see players like Landon Ford, players like Ronald Tank Jackson, a lot of very talented young men that are getting their final football tonight. And you know they're going to make it count. They will indeed make it count. And and he's just what a senior class here at Alcoa. Gray Carroll, as Coach Rankin said last night, in all of his years of coaching, he, he said he's never seen a player a defensive player that can take over a game like Gray Carroll can. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough one, and, and Coach Rankin gave him a lot of love last night, and I had an opportunity, Marty, to um, interview Coach Diffie uh, from the Bulldogs of Milan High School yesterday as well, and we talked a little bit about Gray Carroll also, and he said, you know, what stands out on the film is every single play you can't help but see number one. Right, he is just all over the place. They, he primarily plays a defensive end. Sometimes he'll go from a three-point stance to a two-point stance. Sometimes he'll line up a little bit at linebacker. Sometimes he lines up a defensive tackle. It, it's kind of hard to go to the line of scrimmage or call a play in the huddle uh, and try to run the ball away from him because you don't know which side he's going to line up on or what position he's going to line up in. And and you know, But I know the quarterback immediately goes to the line of scrimmage and he looks where number one's going to be. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And uh, Alcoa now down there, they are still on the field going through pregame warm-ups. Milan is in the, the dressing room, and you just wonder, after going through their pregame warm-ups, to go back into and put your shoulder pads and, and jersey on and get that you know, pregame speech, how much you tighten up? Because they went back to the locker room over 15 minutes ago, and we're still 21 minutes away from kickoff. And it's not warm down there. It is 48 degrees currently and raining here in Cookville at Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech. It's interesting. It's interesting to see how both coaches approach this football game, Marty. You know, you look from Milan's perspective, uh, this is their first time in a long time in the state championship game, number one. Um, for Coach Stiffy, first time he's taken Milan here. Is this his first season? You know, I had an opportunity to talk to the athletic director, Greg Scott of Milan, earlier this week, and, you know, he kind of joked around with me um, because Alcoa comes here every year. He said, listen, we're trying to figure this out. We're not as much of the well-oiled machine that you guys are. And so this is a first for them. So everything they're doing right now is 
is um, a first. It's a learning opportunity for this coaching staff and these players to see what this feels like, what the expectations are, what are the best ways to prepare for the game. You look at Alcoa, they're still on the field. Milan's still in the locker room. But he, even for Alcoa, Marty, from the same point of view, um, Coach Rankin talked last night about how this is different for them as well. It's yeah. like, you know, they've been in the state championship several times, but they're typically used to playing at 3 or 4 p.m., which for him, he said, hey, that's that's when we practice. So it wasn't that much different for our players to be physically and mentally ready to go. He said, but you're asking our players to be ready to go at 11 a.m. when most of the time they're in bed till 2 when they're not in school. So <laughs> right. he said, you know, it's a little bit difficult. And, and he talked about it. He said, you know, we've, we've tried to really make sure even on the days off, our players are getting up extremely early so they're getting their mind right they're ready to go so they can get that body and that natural rhythm so that this is something their body's not um not expecting or not ready for and uh, i think having them on the field getting them warmed up is probably coach rankin's way of really trying to make sure his team is wide awake for kickoff yeah i would have liked to have brought in peggy bratton and i didn't think about it last night because i wanted uh, i was i was wanting coach rankin to go into a, a little bit more detail as to, you know, what they were going to do today, when they were going to eat. Uh, because, you know, if a, a kid – I'm going to say that they've had the kids uh, meet at Alcoa at 7. They've had breakfast, and then they got on the bus and left Alcoa High School at 8 o'clock this morning. So uh, we know that much. We know that they left on the bus at 8 o'clock this morning. As Alcoa now, they go back into their tunnel and just a little bit more than 18 and a half minutes before kickoff, which is – a little bit more correct. Alcoa's sideline today will be across the field from us here at uh, at Tucker Stadium. Uh, we are basically right on the 50-yard line of the press box up here. We're encased in a little room. Uh, they did limit our press passes this year to two. Normally we ask for four at least. We've brought five at times that they've uh, Matthew Gillespie has gladly given to us. But he said this year, sorry, Marty, I cannot, uh, I cannot give you any extra, any, any extra passes this year due to COVID restrictions. Uh, we will also not be serving food this year. So uh, we stopped at a, uh, a sandwich shop on the way here and uh, basically brought the food in, uh, snuck it in in his backpack. We had basically our breakfast or lunch, if you will, right up here in the press box before the game. And he, it's just this is different for for we are easier easier to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting up here calling the game, but these kids, these bodies, you know, they're not used to this kind of physical activity at noon. Now, granted, they're a lot younger, and and I would dare say once the ball is kicked or the first time these kids get hit, if they're not awake, they will be at that time. Yeah, they'll wake up soon enough. Um... I think they'll be ready to go. And, you know, Coach Rankin and that football staff and even Peggy Graff, the athletic trainer who does a wonderful job with Alcoa, will have these players ready no matter what. And those seniors, those seniors for them, this is their last ball game. Great, Carol, and them are going to make sure, Mod Sankey, they're going to make sure these their team is ready to go and rolling on all cylinders. And, yeah, we've had to make some adjustments. You know, Marty, I'm, for those who know me, know that I'm excited that at least they kept the Mountain Dew up here for me, ready to go. They must have known I was coming. But, um, you know, we, we appreciate the sacrifices that others have made to allow us to be able to do this. And, you know, appreciate those like Trevor and Scott that, uh, you know, are going to be outside. Uh, they have still wanted to come. They still wanted to help where they could. They're outside in the stands today because we weren't allowed to bring them up. Trevor's going to be doing social media for us. 
outside in the cold, in the rain. We've got them hooked up with some umbrellas to try to help them, but um, everyone's doing what they can to make this work, and we're certainly grateful for Tennessee Tech to allow us to be able to come here today. And they do a wonderful job each and every year at hosting the state championship games, and Matthew Gillespie that puts all this together each and every year. He is now, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of uh, familiar familiarity with, with uh, Matthew and I, uh, seeing that he says that I call him every year and I over-demand press passes. But, you know, be that as it may, we are happy to be here each and every year because there's a lot of schools that won't be playing today in the state of Tennessee. And one school that's used to playing, Maryville, their season was over last week. I drove by their high school earlier uh, this week and, and kind of got sad for them because I drove by and I was like, you know, normally – you know, I thought about Alcoa and probably how electrified the student body is and how excited they are for the game this week. Not so on the other campus in Blount County as, as they were eliminated last week and 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 quite handily at that by an Oakland team that is a buzzsaw. Uh, I, I, you know, and the thing about it, I, I posted that Alcoa is currently looking for an opponent and week one, and there were several Maryville fans that had commented on my uh, post on both Facebook and Twitter that said, uh, why not sign up Oakland? Well, Alcoa will play Oakland if that's what it takes. If there's an open date, I'll reach out to Oakland right now and say, hey, we'll play you. Just let us know where. Uh, I still go back to to what I said, Marty, is I think that Alcoa and Catholic need to play again. It's been a while since they've played each other, and It'd be a really nice matchup seeing Caden versus Caden battle it out at quarterback. Because um, you have to imagine the transfer from Catholic High School, Caden Buckles, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and went mm-hmm. not playing again, but playing his uh, his former team. But, you know, with with Oakland, Marty, they've, they've been a thorn in the Rebel side the last few seasons, have some very talented teams now coming out of that area. I think it begs the question, does the road to the 6A state championship now go through Oakland? After last week, I think you have to say it does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, you know, trick plays, turnovers. It was basically lining up and just getting beat. And, you know, and we, we, we've spoke about this many times. You know, there's only, you know, Coach Hunt, I think, is probably one of the best coaches in Tennessee high school, just like Quarles was before him. I think they're, they both, you know, obviously Coach Quarles will. But I think Coach Hunt will have his name cemented right there in history as well as one of the best coaches ever to roam the sideline at Maryville High School. But there just comes a time when, you know, fundamentals, play calling, um, you know, overall execution, it just doesn't matter. You know, there's there's a reason why I could be the best fundamental baseball player in the world, but I just don't have the tools to be able to play at that level. And I think that's what happened to Maryville last week. And we're getting a little bit sidetracked. This is Air, uh, this is Alcoa Day. Uh, we, we don't mean to get sidetracked against Maryville, but I do think there is a, um, there's a new path to the 6A state championship. Now, will Maryville use that as fuel next year oh, yeah. to get ready? Carson Jones will, will do what he can to have that team ready. And so will Coach Hunt, I think uh, – Wayne and, and his crew at the radio crew or WGAP are certainly looking forward to that rematch. Um, you know, I, I wish Maryville the best of luck. You know, I, I'm a – you and I both are Heritage guys, and uh, we uh, – you know, I, I probably grew up not really being the biggest fan of Maryville playing Heritage football, but, you know, graduating and after 
moving forward in life, you know, you start to root for your Blount County teams. You want to see them be successful. We want to see Maryville and Alcoa continue to show the state while we're the best area, you know, in the state of Tennessee. Indeed. So, and, and, I want to see them do well. And if that game's played next year, it'll be played at Maryville High School. And there's a lot. There's there's five or six people on social media that, you know, says I'm a Maryville hater and all that. Let, let me tell you this. My son goes to Maryville City Schools. And me, my wife and I love Maryville City Schools. I cannot begin to tell you how much we appreciate all of Jackson's teachers and the love that they throw at him. And, you know, just all the kind words that they not only tell me and my wife, but my, my parents that pick Jackson up from school quite a bit. Um, the Maryville City Schools is an awesome system. They've got a bunch of awesome individuals that teach there, that coach there and that love the kids that they have in their classroom. So I am a big Maryville fan. It, you know, whether I'm a Heritage boy, uh, an Alcoa play-by-play guy, Maryville City Schools has a huge place in my heart, and we absolutely love them as, as much as we love our Alcoa Tornadoes. Well, you know, Marty, the Alcoa Tornadoes looking to get that 19th state championship, state-leading 19th state championship today as they face the Bulldogs of Milan High School. And, and this is going to be a terrific battle between these two teams. Alcoa coming in 13-1, and Milan 11-1. and Milan's turnaround has been really impressive under Coach Coach Diffie. Obviously, it's only his first season, but they were 6-6 six and six last season. He's got him to 11-1 and playing in the state title game. This is a young coach, Marty. He graduated college 2012 from Ole Miss. Um, went on to coach the middle school football, then moved to North Panola High School where he was the assistant and the offensive coordinator after four seasons as the assistant coach and helping turn around that program to four straight playoff appearances. He continued that playoff streak as he took over as the head coach four more years, four more playoff appearances. His record as a head coach at North Panola High School, 43-10. and 10. Two district titles, the first two in program history for North Panola and then was asked to come to Milan High School and turn this program around, and he has done just that in his, early on in his career here. A brilliant business mind as well as, as he had his major with in his business administration, and he took his high school and had an indoor facility built with artificial turf. And I'll let you know that where he comes from in Mississippi, that is not a very affluent area. I mean, you know, we, we consider Maryville and Alcoa affluent, we're more middle class and, and blue collar with all the factories and stuff we have here. Uh, but you talk about really um, rural, non-affluent. It's where he was at in Mississippi. And he had his school build that. He raised the money and had that built and went 43-10. and 10. Um, You know, uh, Athletic Director Scott with Milan had interviewed him about three years prior. And really said he killed his interview, and he loved it. He took his resume, filed it in his um, what I call red shirt file. That's where, you know, when you're looking for employees, you go to that file. Said it's the only one he kept. When they needed a new coach, he called him, and it was done. He was the new coach at Milan High School. Well, certainly paid off for them. Um, but, Marty, we're going to take a break um, because National Anthem is getting ready to come on. And when we come back, we'll wrap up the pregame show and get ready to get things going. You're listening to the game on 100.9 FM, Rocky Top Sports Radio. 
We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Welcome back, and good morning still, as we are, actually it's a little past noon now, but we're still in the morning hours here in Cookville Heath, as we are now getting ready for the coin toss, Alcoa is just now making their way back out of the tunnel, Milan is on the field, and each team will send one captain to midfield. And it will be Milan on this side, the home side. They will be wearing their home purple jerseys with white numerals and a white stripe on the sleeve over purple football pants with a white stripe down the side. And they will have purple helmets with a white stripe down the middle. Across the way, Alcool will be wearing their road white jerseys with maroon numerals outlined in aluminum over maroon football pants, and of course, as always, the traditional aluminum-colored helmets with the maroon logo on each side and maroon face mask. Heath, we are roughly four and a half minutes away from kickoff. 
and you can feel the excitement start to build here in Tucker Stadium. It's a very large crowd that Milan has brought, as Coach Rankin said last night, and Josh Stevens, the athletic director of Alcoa High School, said earlier this week, this is a big football community, small community, and they are very football-oriented, and it looks like the businesses and schools have let out there in Milan, and the whole town is here today in Tucker Stadium. Certainly are, Marty, as uh, their fans are excited and ready and hoping to win their first state title since, I believe, 1999, as they're wanting to get back in the win column. They're 4-5 and five in the state championship game. And uh, they are, looks like, lining up right now. It looks like the senior class for Milan and the senior class for Alcoa right now lined up on their respective sidelines. And then, of course, they will send one or two players out to the middle of the field where they will conduct the coin toss, trying to see who's going to be those players for Alcoa right now. Um, they haven't sent them out just yet. Looks like they're awaiting the signal, maybe from potentially the TV timeout. We'll see what they do there. But um, it's going to be a fantastic game. You've got some really strong players on Milan's side. Uh, a junior athlete, Anthony Brown. You're going to see him on both sides of the football, Marty. Best player on Milan's football team. Three-star athlete who just got an offer last month from Alabama. I asked Coach Dissey a little bit about that. He said, yeah. I said, had they been had they been courting him for a while? Is that someone they'd kind of been looking at? And he said, you know, honestly, he said a week before they offered him, he said, I got a call from Alabama's running back coach. He said, hey, we've been watching some film. We really like what we see. We're going to offer him this week. And so it kind of happened really fast. Um, but uh, I think Anthony certainly deserves it from what it sounds like. He said he's a great kid and uh, even better guy off the field than he is on the field. But now we have our team's party going for the coin toss. And it will be a captain, Seth Roberson, for Milan. And that is going to be a mod instant Sankey. I think is going to be, it's either him or Ronald Jackson. I think that Sankey, the five, is kind of scrunched on his jersey. And I believe that will be Sankey who will be the captain for Alcoa. And he will be calling heads or tails being the visiting team. And, Marty, that is actually Isaiah Cox. Ah, wow. And he's dressed out. That is amazing. Good for that young man. That is number 12 instead of number 15. I did not expect him to be in uniform, so I do send my apologies. And what an awesome experience for that young man to be able to dress for his final game. Whether he plays today or not, I don't know. But good for that young man to be able to put on the uniform. And also good for the coaching staff to recognize that and have him represent his team as the captain. It looks like Milan has won the toss. They have. They are, they are going to, de to defer, and obviously Alcoa will accept, and they'll receive the kickoff. And Milan wants to kick it toward the university and away from the little community of homes to the left here at Tucker Field. So if you will... They will be kicking it left to right on your listening device. And Alcoa, actually, no, they want to defend the end zone nearest the university. And Alcoa will be going left to right on your left listening device, I think. Let's take a quick 30-second break, and we'll be back with the kick after these messages and the Twin Cities Certified Game of the Week after this. 
Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as we are set to kick off between the Bulldogs of Milan and the Tornadoes of Alcoa. We have traveled west down Interstate 40 to the campus of Tennessee Tech University where we have set up camp at Tucker Stadium high in the press box here to overlook this game between these two schools for this year's state championship. Uh, Heath, as weird as this entire season's been, can you see anything equally as odd taking place during this football game? I don't, Marty. I think this is going to be a really good ball game. I will say this, looking at the size perspective and talking to a few other people too, size-wise, I wonder for Milan what that's going to look like when it comes to the offensive line, if they're going to be able to stop the likes of Gray Carroll, um, Taheron Sutter, Zane Bonham getting in that backfield quickly. Milan is a very um-tippo offense. That's going to help them with that. They're going to try to keep the ball away from Gray Carroll if they can help it. And uh, first, though, they're going to have to deal with this Alcoa offense as they kick it off. And Ronald Jackson gets the return. A nice little wall from Alcoa. Indeed, he's got a crease, and then it closes quickly as he gets out to the 20-yard line and out to the 22. And I would like to really quickly give out our first shout-out. And these are friend of the station owner, uh, Johnny and Jim Sexton. But I'd like to shout-out to Bill and Debbie Gregory. They are Alcoa High School alums in Atlanta, and they listen in every week. Bill and Debbie, thank you so much each and every week. Also, a quick shout-out to Todd Roberts and Tyler Robinson, the former Alcoa great, and we'll get to more later. But Alcoa comes to the line of scrimmage. Buckles will be in a shotgun. They'll have three receivers in the game, two to the right, one to the left, and it will be Sankey, the lone setback as Ford comes in motion. It'll be a crossbuck to Sankey, he makes the first man miss, and then he'll be brought to the turf. And as he gets back possibly to the line of scrimmage, maybe about a half a yard gain, but good defense that time up front by the Bulldogs. Yeah, really nice defense. They closed that hole quickly. Alcoa tried to sell the fake on the jet sweep to Jackson to open the defense up and open that hole up a little bit more for Sankey, but only one yard on the game. And it will be Alcoa sending trip receivers to the right, one to the left, now the short side of the field. And it will be Zane Bonham, the lone setback with Buckles. This time, Sankey comes to motion, and the play is going to be called dead. There's a flag, and did Alcoa move, or did they catch? I think it's going to be on Alcoa. False start for Alcoa. A player wasn't set, so that will cost them five yards and set up now a second down and 14 from the 18-yard line. They've got to get to the 32 for a first down. We are still scoreless, and we have less than a minute that has expired from the clock here at Tucker Field. 
or Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech High School. Backfield's empty, a wing, and it'll be Jackson in motion. He'll get the sweep. No, it'll be Buckles. It keeps. He'll turn it upfield just right up the middle, out past the 20, out to the 23-yard line. So that'll set up third down and long now for Alcoa on their first possession. Yeah, getting back to the original line of scrimmage and gaining a few more that time was Caden Buckles. And so now a third and long for the Tornadoes. Now, Caden Buckles, Marty, a transfer from Catholic High School who just became eligible a few weeks ago, got his first start in the playoffs against Gallenberg Pittman. So far in the playoffs, 20 of 30 for 317 yards and two touchdowns, completing 66% of his passes. And he'll have four receivers in the game, three left, one right. And he'll throw quickly to Sankey, who's got a first down, makes a man miss downfield into the secondary, and finally chased out of bounds at the 45-yard line. So what patience that time for Buckles as he waited for Sankey to complete that pattern, make the catch, turn it upfield, and pick up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Well, and Marty, I just looking at Ahmad Sankey compared to that defensive back, he was about to make a tackle before Sankey went out of bounds. Sankey looked twice his size. Yeah, he did. That guy's really little over here near side corner, and he's man-on-man with the tight end, and it's a quick, quickly out to the right to Braden Anderson, making his presence known early, but he'll go down after a couple, and it'll be a second down and a short eight at the 47. And Braden Anderson, let's see what they can do with him. I'm sure they're going to try to get him lined up on that small corner and just go for the downs, just throw it up. And as we said coming down here, when you throw a ball up, a 50-50 ball to Braden Anderson, it's 95-5, and the five is incomplete because he never lets the defensive back make the interception. Two backs, the give will be the Sankey, off tackle left, he's got room. And he cannot shake that first tackle. And number one, that is Anthony Brown, the Alabama offer making the tackle on defense, and and that cut down what could have been a huge run by Sankey as he picks up two more. It'll be third and six. Thank you so far, Marty Dean, the key cog in Alcoa's offense so far in this first offensive drive as it's 9.08 remaining here in the first quarter. Alcoa first on offense, not enough to zero. And it will be a shotgun. It'll be a wing. To the right, now in motion comes Sankey. It'll be a fake to him. It'll be Buckles keeping again. Big hole and a first down as he slips inside the 45-yard line of the Bulldogs down to the 43, and he'll pick up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Alcoa on the move. Buckles not afraid to run the football. One of the things they said about him before he became eligible for Gallenberg Pittman is he had been playing earlier in the season for the JV team is that this is a kid that when he runs, he doesn't look to run around you. He looks to run through you. Got a big body for that 6'1", 205. And it will be first and ten, three receivers, one back, and it was Buckles. He's going to keep it now. It wasn't really a quarterback draw. But he didn't see anything he liked, so he just tucks it and runs it. Gets inside the 40 down to about the 39-yard line. So he'll pick up four yards on first down to set up second down and six with eight minutes left to go here in the first quarter. And we are scoreless, and Alcoa has the ball. He says, just Alcoa being very patient here on this, this first possession. As in the past, they've really you know tried to be quick strike on the first possession. 
they're showing a lot of patience and trying to run clock here as it will be Buckles from a shotgun. Bonham will be the lone setback as they have Sankey in a slot to the right. He'll now come back in motion, and they'll fake the jet sweep to him, and they're going to go wide open as Braden Anderson. Nice. Who makes the catch. He had to wait on the ball. He's finally tackled at the five-yard line, and if he hits him in stride, that's an easy six. But instead, it's a Dwight Price first and goal from the Milan six-yard line. Yeah, I mean, if he, like you said, Mark, if you put a little bit more air under that, put it ahead of him, that was six points all day for Braden Anderson. As he got around that defensive player and had a step on him, but Anderson had to come back. And, again, this goes to attributes to what we talk about every time with Anderson. You throw that ball up, though, and he's going to get it. He was close to that defensive back. He jumps right over his head, pulls it away, finally gets taken down at the six as Alcoa is looking to try to get the first points on the board. And it will be Buckles going under center, two tight ends, one receiver to the right, eye formation, Sankey dotting the eye. He gets the ball. Go, 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 go. Sankey. Takes the first man miss. He takes it outside and will be run out of bounds at the three. He'll pick up three yards. Actually, he's tackled at the two, so he'll pick up four yards on first down to set up second and goal from the two. And what a great run that time by Sankey, who was hit at about the seven or eight-yard line, spun off that, and race to the outside. If it hadn't been for the team's speed defensively by the Bulldogs, that would have been six. Yeah, it looked like big old defensive lineman C.J. Jones got in the backfield and tried to disrupt that and hit Sankey, but Sankey bounced off, spun around, took off to the outside and gained positive yardage. Sankey with the carry. Sankey into the purple rectangle for an Alcoa and Eberding orthodontics touchdown tornadoes as they take the early lead 6 nothing with 6.41 left to go in the first. Nice run by Ahmad Sankey, and a really good job by that left side of that offensive line. Lance Williams and the crew opening up a hole and helping Sankey get in to pay his 21st touchdown of the season. Wow. Seems like yesterday you said he had 10. Regardless, it'll be Heaton on the hold, and it will be Foley to kick. There's a snap, the set, kick, doing. No. He missed it. He hooked it to the left. No good. So that's the second game in a row, Heath, now that he has missed an extra point. Well, Marty, you just certainly hope it doesn't come back to bite them as now it's time for the Alcoa defense to come on the field and see this matchup between Anthony Brown and this Milan offense and Gray Carroll in the Alcoa defense, one versus one. Indeed. Um, as we look now for school facts, Principal at Alcoa is Caleb Tipton, Dr. Caleb Tipton. Athletic director is Josh Stevens. It is the city of Alcoa, the county of Blunt, and the school colors, as we know, are maroon and aluminum. And the Twitter account for Alcoa is at Alcoa Sports, or if you want to follow up for comprehensive Alcoa information, look up Two Hops, two, uh, at Two Hop Sports. And for Milan now, School Facts, Greg Scott serves as both the principal and AD. They are in the city of Milan and the county of Gibson. They are, of course, purple and white. And they have two Twitter accounts. One is Milan HS Official, and the other one is at Milan Bulldog FB. And uh, quickly, a secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee. Shout out to my dad and mom, Jimmy and Carlotta Millsap. I also like to shout out to Rodney Lovin. And there are others we need to get shout outs to. And I'll get those to, to you momentarily. Lisa Trailstad, Ruthie Williams, 
and others. And Heath, do you have any as of right now? Uh, not at the moment, Marty. We'll go to our Facebook page a little bit later and give some more shout-outs to those who liked us on Two Hype Sports earlier today as we did a shout-out about today's ball game. And we'll go to... We'll go to the Facebook feed and see who all has commented there. That's the easiest way to get it. Um, as I said, Tyler Robinson. And in court, as always, uh, my sister, Christy Michael Snyder, and her husband, Hank, and Terry Tuttle, Danny Spradlin, Christy Spradlin, um, Bill and Dottie Kidd, David Cathcart, and several people, we got uh, Janet Pearson, Corey Behrens, uh, Jamie and Cliff Lunsford, Anna Cormier that I used to work with as the ball is squibbed. It's picked up, not picked up yet, and it'll be out course football. It looks like Braden Anderson has fallen on the pigskin that somehow the deep back for Milan just couldn't seem to locate. Wow. Marty, it looks like they're actually saying it's Milan football. Wow. That young man was lucky to get on that. That's number three back there. That's Jace Townsend. He's a 5'10", 150-pound senior, and the ball acted like it, it had a mind of its own. Would just not, he just couldn't pick it up. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, but quickly back to um, Jose Hernandez, a, a classmate of my son, played at Heritage, and also Chris Crowley, Michael Love, my, my other brother, and Chris Spava. And uh, Michael, one of these days we're going to hook up and we're going to we're going to do some really good barbecue. You do every week, anyway. But um, anyway, thank you each and every one of you for reaching out on social media and tuning in each and every week to give. We'll go to the back out of the backfield. That is is that Brown? That is indeed Anthony Brown, and he's going to pick up yardage out to the twelve. So he picks up eight yards on his first carry, and he. They said he only got the ball one time all last or two times all last week. He touches it on the first down. Now he lines up at receiver. They'll put him all over the field, and they will be in a shotgun. They're going to overload the left-hand side, and they're going to give it. No, it'll be the quarterback keeping, and he'll pick up maybe a yard as he falls forward out to the 13, it's going to be ooh, shy of a first down. Actually, the ball was at the eight originally, so Brown picked up four on first down. That was another yard. So it's going to be third down and long heat for the quarterback, Hayden Sullivan. Marty, he was met by another quarterback of Alcoa, Camden Burden. Mm. Camden can really play some defense, and that's where he likes to play anyway. The give right up the middle this time to number 26. That is... Jadarius Eastley, he's a 190-pound senior as well, and that's going to be fourth down and one, and Milan will send on the punt team. And Heath, I know you would want to go for it right there, but what have you what have you accomplished if you do? You've still got 80 yards to go after you get the first down, and I'm sure Milan will be happy to kick this rather than turn it over at the eight like they almost did. Oh, and he almost bobbles it. The, uh, Alcoa should have went for the block there. They would have had it. Yeah, they would have. And it's going to take a bulldog roll as it was a very short kick. Nothing the return men of Bryant and Burden could have done with that that one. So they the Bulldogs will down it at the Alcoa 45-yard line. 
and that's where the Tornadoes will take over first and ten. They lead six to nothing with 4.45 left to go in the first quarter. We're going to have a timeout. Let's take one with them. We'll be back in 30 seconds with more of the state championship Crossover game. Crossover Vehicle Owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Back and on first down, thank you goes for one. Alcor back to line of scrimmage, quickly throws out to Burden. And I think Burden's going to stretch out the football. They're not going to give him the first down, but he'll be just a yard shy at the 46 of picking one up. Nice pitch and catch that time from Buckles. To Burden. Two quarterbacks there on the exchange. Yeah, Burden that time going out in the flats and uh, Buckles getting him, giving the ball to him wide open and a good pickup by Camden Burden. It's now going to be third and one for Alcoa. 4 one remaining here in the first quarter. The Tornadoes lead 6-0 to after scoring a touchdown on their first opening drive and missing the extra point. 4-0-1 left in the first quarter. 6 out the Tornadoes, as we said. They have the ball. And it will be Bonham and Sankey in the backfield. And Alcoa is going to take a timeout. They look, looked like they were going to try to get free five yards and pick up the first down. Instead, they'll take a timeout and discuss what they're going to do on third and one. We're going to take a timeout and discuss what we're going to do. And we'll be back in 30 seconds with more of the Blue Cross Bowl right after this. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Tornadoes face a third down and one at the 46-yard line of Milan. They lead six to nothing with 4:01 left to go here in the first quarter. It's a new quarterback in the game, Heath. It's Cam Burden, and he'll take it and basically just tuck his head forward and blast through and pick up the first down inside the 45 or just inside the 45. But it will be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down and a little trickeration as you like to say there on third and one really good job up front by number 55 joe tuft and number 77 max hodge helped really kind of push that forward and help project camden bird into picking up a first down and three and a half minutes remain here in the first quarter alcohol football first and 10 from the mile and 45 and his buckles back in at quarterbacks and he'll turn he'll give to sankey who makes a nice move at the line of scrimmage voids the first tackle is able to turn it upfield, get inside the 40 for about a five-yard gain on first down, 
and it looks like he's still down on the turf, Heath. It looks like I think he's, he's not down. He no. fell onto the legs of Landon Ford, and I was worried that that was going to be a bad injury because Ford was blocking, and Sankey fell from behind and hit it and took his legs out from under him, and Ford's in some pain. Yeah, you see that happen more often than, than you would like. And it's going to be a pickup of six, actually, on the carry. And Ford's still down. He's up to his knees now. So hopefully that was just a little bit of uh, more surprise than anything. Maybe he got his ankle turned. Hopefully it wasn't anything too bad. And we'll try to find out from Peggy Brad if he'll be able to return. Yeah, it looks he's like he's walking will. gingerly, but he's walking <clears throat> all right. I think give him a few plays, he'll be all right. Peggy's having to help him over to the sideline a little bit. He's still in some pain, Heath. He might have just hurt that ankle. Got his ankle really good. So we'll see if they can get him taped up and ready to go. Sometimes, Marty, that adrenaline kicks in, and, and, and you'll be surprised what you could do. But second and four now for Alcoa, and shotgun formation comes Caden Buckles in the Alcoa offense. And it will be two receivers to the right, one to the left, one back and bottom, and it's going to be a two-step drop for Buckles. He's going to go for the downs. He's got a receiver oh! open. And complete and touchdown, Tornadoes. They're going to mark him down. He was not down. He was on the body of the defender was Braden Anderson. They're going to mark him down at the one-yard line. You know, I'm a long way from it right here. I'm going to look up now. We've got a monitor. I don't think he was down, Heath. I think he – yeah, he might have touched his – that was actually a good call by the official. Well, Marty, guess who he caught that over? He caught that football over defensive back number one, Anthony Brown. I'm telling you, Braden Anderson may be the best athlete that's on the field today. And I know, I mean, I've preached about this forever. And right now, Alcoa will go to two tight ends, three tight end sets, two tight end set with a receiver to the right, and they'll dot the eye with Sankey. He'll try to go up nice. the and into pay dirt as he breaks through arm tackles, tackles and enters the purple rectangle for another Alcoa Everding Orthodontics touchdown. Marty, the way Sankey got in there is he took an Uber for number 72, Brandon Pecora. <laughs> Pecora picked Sankey up and threw him into the end zone after he was being stopped by a defender to make sure he finished that drive. Really nice job again. This offensive line for Alcoa showing up today. They have, and they now enjoy a 12-point lead pending the PAT from Jet Foley, who missed his first opportunity. Eating the hold. And the set, the kick this time is up and doing. And with 2.27 left in the first quarter, Alcoa out to a 13 to nothing lead over Milan. We're going to take a 60-second break, and we'll have more of the Blue Cross Bowl after these messages. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Back at 
Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech, home of the Blue Cross Bowl, as Alcoa has taken a 13 to nothing lead with 2.27 left to go in the first quarter. They kick. It's high. It's going to be squibbed, actually, and picked up by the deep man. That is Jace Townsend. Townsend's going to just dance around and then get dropped at the 25-yard line. So as Coach Rankin said last night, they're going to work on, you know, kicking it high, kicking it short, swimming it across the ground really hard. So far, good results on special teams by the Tornado. Yeah, it's worked out for him so far, Marty. And Alcoa has a 13-0 to lead with 221 remaining here in the first quarter. First defensive drive didn't do much of anything for Milan. Three and out. Um, first play to Anthony Brown, and then after that, tried to mix things up, and Alcoa's defense was all over it. We'll see what the Bulldogs can do here. And in the shotgun, it'll be a give to number 26, I believe that is. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Darius Easley. Darius Easley, yeah. And he'll get about a yard out of it, uh, nothing more. And this offense that likes to run better start moving the football, or they're going to be – they're going to be very much uh, out of character if they have to start throwing as they bring Anthony Brown off the field. And they will once again set the quarterback, Sullivan, in a shotgun. And he will have Jadarius Sullivan in the backfield with him. He'll get the ball. He tries to stretch it out wide, Heath. And that is going to be, no, sir. He'll be brought down for about a three-yard loss all the way back to the 23-yard line. And it's going to be third down now and about 12 for Milan, and that's not where this offense wants to be. No, and a, and a really good job tracking him down. That Alcoa defense swarmed to that football and did not allow Easley to go north and south. They forced him east and west all the way to the sidelines and ultimately caused him to lose two yards. So third and 12 now for the Bulldogs. Shotgun, one back, and that's Jadarius Easley with Sullivan. They'll fake it to him. Easley's going to take it himself, and he's going to be just blistered at the 26-yard line, and it'll be fourth down and long for Milan, and they're going to get their punt team back on the field. And, and Heath, it is nothing doing so far offensively for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and Marty, I was curious who number two was for Alcoa. Solomon Tyson has a broken foot and is not on the field. I'm wondering if that's an ode to him as number 30, the sophomore Aaron Davis, wearing number two tonight. Indeed, and that's, that's a special honor. For that young man, and so far in the first quarter with 28 seconds left, Milan has a grand total of 10 yards of total offense compared to 138 from the Tornadoes. The kick is away. It's a pretty decent punt. It's a wobbler. It'll be fielded and fair caught by Bryant, Isaiah Bryant, at the 42-yard line, and Alcoa once again will have good field position, and they'll be looking to add to their lead with 15 seconds remaining here in the first quarter as they right now are enjoying a 13-point advantage over the Bulldogs of Milan. Actually, they're going to place the ball at the 41, be first and 10 at that point, and it will be Buckles back in at quarterback. Looks like Bonham will be a running back, and they're going to flank Jackson out wide and Braden Anderson, and they'll have Slot, they now bring in motion. That's Sankey. He'll get the carry, and it'll be turned upfield. And that's going to be Jackson, I believe, that had the ball right there. He fumbles the ball for, fortunately, rolls out of bounds as it was Ronald Jackson on the carry. And he 
Alcor fortunate to be able to still have the ball, but they will pick up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Well executed, but a good defensive play by Milan to strip the ball from Jackson. Yeah, Jackson uh, losing the football there, and luckily ball rolling out of bounds, plus uh, additional assistance from big old Lance Williams, who was following the play. So first and 10 now for Alcoa. Ball at the 49. Alcoa, Marty, looking to score again. They've scored on their first two offensive drives. Let's see if they can make it three. And they have Braden Anderson lined up. It'll be a crossbuck, though, and a give to Sankey, who picks up yardage inside the 45 down to about the 42. So he'll pick up about seven yards on the carry, and it will be Alcoa at the end of one, on the move, leading 13 to nothing over the Milan Bulldogs. And as we change into the field, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds with second quarter action from the Blue Cross Bowl here on the campus of Tennessee Tech right after this. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech, home of the Blue Cross Bowl, where the Tornadoes lead as we enter play in the second quarter, 13 to nothing, over the Bulldogs of Milan. And not only are they dominating Heath, but they have 156 yards of total offense to only 10 for the Bulldogs. It'll be second down and two for Alcoa as they prepare to start play here in the second quarter. And there's another timeout. I believe it's a, it's a TV timeout. And we see now the gentleman with the yellow vest on that is still out on the field, and until he leaves, we'll still be in the midst of a TV timeout. Man, I'm going to turn the heater down. That heated things up really quick in here. My feet were starting to get cold, and he's I've got I've got big old boots and thick socks on, and it didn't matter. It's still it's it's cold out there right now. It was it's going to be a high of 48 today. And uh, Terry Tuttle, I, I gave out a shout-out to him, and also to Bob and Dottie Kidd, I'll give it out to them again. And uh, to each and every one of you who are tuning in today, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Marty, I'd like to give another shout-out to Adrian Harrell, mm-hmm. who's at home today listening. As she said she's watching the game on television. She has it muted. It has us on the sound bar underneath on the radio, making sure she's tuned into the broadcast today. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for all your help this year, and uh, we really appreciate it uh, so much. You, you don't understand. We're back to play now, and it is Buckles and a shotgun. He empties the backfield, and he'll throw right Cutter. down the middle with oh. Cutter. He makes the catch at the 20. He's wide open, Heath, and he'll take it into the purple rectangle for another Aberdeen Orthodontics touchdown. Tornadoes, you can't draw it up any better than that, nor execute. Marty, and that's a play. That I just don't know why defenses aren't prepared for. They've run that a few times. They they just shoot 
to hear it up the seam, and he typically goes up there untouched. He's there again. No one's around him. A nice, beautiful ball leading him was Caden Buckles to Heron Sutter's in the end zone, and Alcoa extends their lead. It's now 19-0. Now Jeff Foley back to attempt the extra point. Be heating to hold. And the snap is back. He kind of rolled back and picked up good that time by Heaton. And it wasn't rollback. It was a good snap. Sutter is the snapper after catching the long touchdown and makes a good snap. And it is good. And Alcoa now leads 20 to nothing over the Bulldogs of Milan. We'll take a quick 30-second timeout. We'll be back. The Tennessee Tech, right after this. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Right now, it looks like the Bulldogs are a little crisscrossed as they can't figure out how to stop the tornadoes or get things going offensively, Heath. It's, uh, it's, uh, their wake up call better come now or this game's going to be iced before halftime. Yeah, it certainly could, Marty. Now, question, has there ever been – actually, question. better question is, do you have mercy rule in championship games? Yeah, you do. It'll happen, too, tonight more than likely as the ball is kicked shallow or short and fielded by number two, that is Fisher Jones. He's a 6'1", 185-pound senior, and it'll be decent field position at the 33-yard line for the Bulldogs. However, they trail 20 to nothing with 11.53 left to go in the second quarter. And he said the first play of the second quarter, absolutely beautiful pass from Buckles to Sutter. And uh, over the middle, you don't see a lot of high schools do that. Alcor will. And that's a big target they've got. They can move. Now, Milan's got to get something figured out and figure it out fast. Indeed. They've got four receivers, one back. And the quarterback fakes, and he's going to be pressured immediately and chased down. Bonham, the first one there, he's able to unload toward the sideline. It's going to be incomplete, but is that Bonham or no, that is Braxton Bauman. Bauman, yes, I thought. I couldn't see if that was a 40 or 45. It was Braxton Bauman. And he's, we've called his name a lot of late, and that young man has had a spectacular season. And I'll remind you now to go to Twitter and vote for him, and we'll get to the Great American Rivalry Series if you want to go there and vote for him as a Scholar-Athlete of the Year. 11.44 left. Milan with the ball in motion now as they put Brown back in the backfield. With, and he'll get the ball. Now it'll be a fake to him. The quarterback will keep. He'll get forward for a couple, and it'll be third down and eight. And he's, you know, the, the, the coach for Milan and Ballman – Actually, actually on the play again, but the coaching staff for Milan Diffie says, you know, we don't normally necessarily try to get the ball too much to Anthony Brown. You better, because this game's getting out of hand, Coach. 
and the Tornadoes have got their ears laid back, and they're coming. And it is Gray Carroll. He takes a deep run and pushes the runner up, and there to make the stop uh, for no gain or maybe back to the line of scrimmage was Major Newman. So he comes up as the quarterback moves up in the pocket, and he just downs him right there. And it'll be now fourth down and Milan on the punt again. And, and uh, you got to be thinking now, my gosh, what do we do offensively? And Alcoa will send back Burden and Isaiah Bryant deep. They'll be standing at their own 35-yard line. The kick's away. It'll be fair caught at the 40 by Bryant. And a good job that time, or that ball could have taken a huge roll. But Alcoa will have it first down and 10 from their own 39-yard line. And Heath domination as they've done each and every week this year since the Maryville game they have just dominated their opponents and as as we like to call this game could be mercy rule by halftime well and we we talked about it in the pregame show but Alcoa averaging 43 points a game only allowing four and uh, they certainly <coughs> do look to continue that tonight uh, uh, a little bit surprised but very impressive play by the Tornadoes and they will motion Sankey out of the backfield and a big hit right there on, they got it. on Zach Bonham, and, I mean, he just got blown up, and he fumbled the ball. That was just a textbook tackle that time. Nothing really that, that Zane could have done there, but he turns it over, and it'll be Milan Ball at the Alcoa 31. So I wrote him off too soon. Maybe that's how they get back into this thing, with bones chilling or jarring tackles as they had right there. Yes, for the defense to stand tall here. I don't. I don't know a lot about their kicking situation, but this would be a pretty deep kick for them. I think if you're Alcoa, you want to try to force another three and out and let your offense hit the reset button. Just not a great play for Bonham. He was trying to bounce it to the outside. A lot of speed. Just, just a good hit by the defensive player who was able to knock down. And you know who that was. As the ball goes to. The running back, number oh. 26, that is easily, uh, he'll be chased out of bounds for a loss once again. You can't go you can't go east and west, west to east on the Tornadoes defense. you got to get it upfield or it's going to go for a loss. And it does that time all the way back to the 34 almost. It'll be a loss of about three on the carry. And that was uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony Brown there on that tackle, that bone-jarring tackle heat. Maybe that's where Al- uh, Alabama likes him is on the defensive side because he's made a couple of great plays defensively. And once again, it will be a shotgun. It'll be easily getting the ball up the middle. Or is that number seven in there now that snuck in? That was number seven. That is Orlandus Williamson. He's a 5'10", 180-pound senior. He'll take it forward. Mm, He'll get it back to about the original line of scrimmage. We'll call it third down. And a long 10. Had a chance to talk to the radio team of Milan about Orlando a little bit, Marty and Williamson. Uh, they said eighth and ninth grader, he looked like he was going to be an absolute stud. And they said a couple freak injuries to him has really kind of slowed down his career. But he does have an offer from Rose Holman. and still a lot of talent where he that plays safety on defense. And Oski, it's picked off. They tried to run the same play Alcoa did. You cannot throw a ball up for grabs if Braden Anderson is in the neighborhood. And he comes down with it, this time defensively, and it's a turnover. Alcor will get the ball to the two-yard line. And I can't say enough good things about Braden Anderson. He is, other than and, and Anthony Brown, he is most definitely the most talented player on the field today. 
Yeah, another great play by Braden, Mr. Anderson, as he goes up, Marty. As we're talking about Orlandis Williamson as a good safety for Milan, Anderson shows why he's a good safety for Alcoa. Goes up, high points the football, comes away with the interception. And like I told you, Marty, the defense needed to have a solid stand and give the offense a reset button. So here we go. Buckles under center, I formation, Sankey dotting the eye, gets the give, off tackle right, picks up maybe two out to the five-yard line on first down. 8.45 and counting here in the second quarter. Alcoa with the ball and a 20 to nothing lead. Good run to start that offensive drive by Ahmad Sankey. Sankey so far in today's game, eight carries. Excuse me, nine carries now they've updated it. 28 yards. He's averaging 3.1 yards a carry. He's also got one reception today for 22 yards as well. High formation again. Buckles under center. Think he gets the give. Got a hole. Out past the 10. Out near a first down at the 12-yard line. Excuse me. And another good run there by Sankey. How many yards does he have on the ground now, Heath? Uh, Well, they're going to update it here in just a moment, but that will be his 10th carry of the game. Prior to that carry, Marty, he had 28 yards. That is probably around 35. It is 10 carries, 35 yards, 3.5 yards of carry, and two touchdowns on the ground so far here through two quarters. Alcoa leads 20-0 to over Milan with 739 remaining in the second. Third and inches, eye formation again. Sankey gets the ball. And I don't know if he's going to make it this time. He does get a little push forward, and I think he may have the inches enough to move the chains. But Heath Alcoa now approaching 200 yards total offense. Mullen has 11. And what's even more surprising about that, Marty, 144 of those yards for Alcoa through the air. Buckles, they told us, you know, he is a player. Uh, Coach Rankin said last night that he was extremely rusty the first time that he played earlier this year, and that was indeed the fact and the case. Uh, they're going to bring the chains on now to measure. It's going to be really close. He, it's If they get it, it'll just be uh, a smidge. They're not going to get it. Or do they? They do. First down. That is a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down Tornadoes. And he did just get that by a smidge. As I look up at the the clock now, they're just now getting the chains out and set if you're watching on TV. And they they try to stretch it out. Man, that angle looks a little short, but we'll take it. Right. right. That one looked like it was at least a length shy uh, on the TV there. But regardless, Sankey will line up far wide left with two receivers to the right, and it'll be Bonham, the lone setback. And the throw out quickly to Burden, who taps it up in the air and is able to run under his own deflection, and he'll pick up yardage outside the 25 and finally ushered out of bounds at the 30-yard line. So Alcoa is really just flexing their muscle, and they're just out-athleting the Bulldogs now at, at this juncture. Marty got an update from a sideline reporter at home. Adrian Harrell said that uh, per the TV, she was watching the sideline of Alcoa. Raiden Anderson limping a little bit on the sideline. She said, "Hopefully he's all right and he'll be able to return to this ball game. I'm sure he will, though. Senior game, you don't want to miss it. No, you don't. And uh, it didn't look like. I mean, he jumped up really quick. 
Buckles tries to take the ball around the end to the right-hand side. Nothing doing and a big loss. Not a big loss, but a loss of two back to the 38-yard line, 28-yard line. It'll be second down and a long 12. Yeah, looks like a broken play. I don't think yeah. that was what was intended for Alcoa, but Buckles realized that and tried to make something out of nothing. Went around the right-hand side, and there was nothing doing on the left side of that defense. Lost a few, so second and 12 now for Alcoa. Shotgun formation goes Buckles with a running back to the left and to the right of him in the backfield. He's in the shotgun. He'll turn. He'll give the ball off a high snap to Sankey. Sankey's going to lower his head, and there'll be nothing there for him. And he's basically just ridden to the ground by number eight, who's had a pretty good game defensively. That's Trey Spinks. I think he was the one that recovered the fumble on the last series for the Bulldogs. Is that number nine? Yeah, it's actually number nine, Marty. A.J. Barham. A.J. Barham, a very good linebacker for this Milan football team, got offers from Louisiana Monroe in Coastal Carolina. And home of the Myrtle Beach mullet. And, yeah, I got to look, and I was like, that's got to be number nine because he's a lot bigger than 150 pounds. And it'll be shotgun for Alcoa, third and long. Buckles is going to roll to his right. He's got some room now as he buys time. He throws it over there. That's going to be interference. Yeah, that's going to bring the flags all day. It's going to rain yellow as the pass was intended for Ford and just thrown just a little bit too lightly. If he could have led him right there, he yeah. that might have been another touchdown. But regardless, he was running for, for his life, never had the opportunity to square his shoulders to the line of scrimmage and throws it up, and it will result in a first down for Alcoa on a pass interference call against the Bulldogs. Well, and honestly, probably would have been a pass interference call either way. He looked, at, he looked like he was holding Ford, and Ford ripped off of him, spun around, then came back and ran into the defensive back. So if it wasn't pass interference, probably would have been a defensive hold, but that will be an automatic first down for Alcoa. They'll get it. It'll be at a white price of Realty Executives, first down out to their own 45-yard line. And Alcoa will have it first and ten at that point with five twelve left to go in the first half. They lead twenty to nothing. Actually they're gonna mark it at the forty four and they'll set the chains and they'll probably start the clock now. Or at least the play clock. Alcoa to the line of scrimmage, shotgun, Zane Bonham, lone back in the backfield. They're gonna run a jet sweep with Sankey behind the block over there on the right hand side and Thank you'll be scooted out of bounds after about a two-yard gain. And a lot, of, a lot of purple jerseys in pursuit there. And, Heath, you've got to start wondering, as, as hard as they're pursuing, how long will it be before there's maybe a double reverse or a reverse out of the jet sweep? Yeah, or that play action to Sankey, um, pull the defense in, and then again another throw over their heads to kind of keep that defense honest. A lot of playmakers on this Alcoa football team um, but, Marty, I mentioned in a minute ago, Anderson over on the sidelines, looks like he's still trying to warm up and get his ankle going as he is still on the sidelines with Landon Ford in at wide receiver. And it'll be a quick out to Ford who makes the catch and then just gets buried out at the – it looks like they're going to give him forward progress to about the Milan 49-yard line, just inside the 49. It'll set up third down and uh, roughly three for the Tornadoes. Yeah, good hit that time by the senior defensive back, D.J. De Niro Smith, as they call him, the three-star who's committed to Central Michigan to play next season. 
got a lot of good athletes on that Milan squad. Unfortunately, they, they're just not matching up very well against the Tornadoes today. Buckles in a shotgun, lone back is Bonham, and it'll be Buckles keeping. He's going to wait and be patient, and he just gets blasted down over there. By number nine. By number nine, he's going to be short of a first down by about an inch. I think you go for it here. Now, the last time we asked him to go for it was against Maryville. Well, they didn't have a 20-0 to zero lead either. No, they didn't. And this is, is this a snow? I was going to say, is this a school coming in here? Also got an injury on the field, Marty. Um, looks like they're going to attend to him. Um, looks like a good time for a Lloyd's Lawn Care injury timeout. Indeed. Let's take it. 60 seconds, and we'll be back with more of the Blue Cross Bowl at Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech. After these messages, Alcor leads 20 to nothing. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Campus of Tennessee Tech for the Blue Crossbow. Alcoa leading 20 to nothing in the Twin City Certified Game of the Week with 4:35 left to go in the first half, and they're in Bulldog territory, looking for more. But Heath, first they've got to convert this fourth down, which is is a very short distance to pick up. But I'd look at trying to get Milan to jump. If that doesn't work. I'd go QB sneak. Yeah, Alcoa still has two timeouts remaining. So I would look for them to try to do that. They're very good at doing it. We've watched them now for years uh, pick up five yards free very often because of the cadence. They're going to come out in a shotgun with Bonham, the lone setback, two receivers each side. And now what's going to happen? We got a timeout. Milan's going to take a timeout. They didn't like the look that the Tornadoes give them. So it's going to be another Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. And this one time it's going to be Milan. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more of the Blue Crossbow after this. 20 not in Alcoa. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 
Welcome back to the Blue Cross Bowl and the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week with 417 left and a 20 to nothing lead. Alcoa is trying to convert a fourth and inches at the Milan 41-yard line. Quickly, a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out to Phil McGill, Connie Guthridge, and Debbie Puckett. Also to uh, my old and dear friend Tom Hatcher. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all listening in. And uh, Alcoa now off their sideline. The TV timeout guy is still holding play. And they're still in a timeout. As now, Heath, we don't even have to look to the field. We can look up to the screen to our right, and we can basically see where we're at on breaks. And we can give a better effort uh, to Andy back in the studio. Here comes that Alcoa offense, Marty. Now under center is Caden Buckles and a QB sneak. And he'll have the yardage as he gets a big push from the big fullback into the game that time. I don't know who it was that was lined up at fullback, but he just basically just took his hands and just drove Buckles forward and inside the 40-yard line to the 39, and that'll be another Dwight Price Realty Executive's first down on the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week. Go by and see Riley Trapp. Tell him Marty sent you. They will take care of you. They will do it without a lot of hassle or pressure. It will be Buckles in a shotgun. He's going to roll left. He's going to look. He's got a receiver that is Braden Anderson in the game. And Braden Anderson tries to go up, and he that very easily could have been interference as well or holding because they had – all kinds of jersey in their hands back there trying to cover him. They did have Anthony Brown on him as well. and They had to have two just to force him not to catch it. I know. And Anthony Brown is one heck of a player. Braden Anderson is, uh, you know, the best athlete on the field right now. I really think that. Yeah, Anderson tried to get separation and go for that one, but. Brown kind of came out of nowhere for assistance to help break that play up. So now second and ten for the Tornado. And it is going to be a give to Sankey. It's going to be a sweep to the left. Breaks the first tackle, and then he's ushered out of bounds as he gets near the 40-yard line. It'll be a pickup of about four on second down. It'll set up third down. They're actually going to say he's out of bounds around the 41. So it'll be now third down and a short seven or long seven, short eight, however you prefer. Three and a half minutes left to go exactly. Alcourt leading 20 to nothing with the football. And they will put Sankey in a slot to the right with two other receivers and one receiver, I believe that's Ford, to the left. And Buckles is back. He looks, he finds the receiver open. And that was Sankey out of the backfield and just a good breakup that time on the play by number, is that number 12? Well, that no, was 42. number 42. 42, that is Seth Roberson. And that's the first time we've called his uh, name as he was the team captain uh, for the coin toss earlier. And that'll be Alcoa's first 
non-converted first down, and this will be other than the interception that they had or the fumble they had earlier, and it will be Braden Anderson now on to punt for the Tornadoes at their own 41. If I were Mullen, I would play straight up D right here. 3.20 left to go, and Braden Anderson will kick it. It's a nice one. It's going to hit at the five, and unfortunately it will take an Alcoa roll as it rolls into the end zone. That'll be a touchback. And now Milan will have to face 80 yards of real estate in order to get on the board. There's 3.17 left, Heath, here in the first half. Marty, speaking of Braden Anderson, you were talking about him punting a minute ago. Obviously not the, the punt necessarily you want there. You want to try to go out in the corner and pin him back deep. But uh, according to five-star preps earlier this week and some of the statistics given to uh, Jesse Smithy, thanks to my dad, uh, um, they actually have that Braden Anderson leads all punters this season with the uh, most yards per punt at 44. Wow, a good job there, Braden. And he, not that he has to do it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he has enough punts to qualify. Flag on the field. I think that's going to be too many men on the field for the Bulldogs. For the Bulldogs, yeah, as, as Anthony Brown was trying to run off last minute. You know, why do you ever take him off the field? If you're down 20 to nothing and he's not on the field offensively, shame on you. Is Now he'll come back into the game. Quarterback will go to the sideline. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be wildcatting it right here with Anthony Brown and the wildcat. And I believe that's what happened right there is Brown was supposed to be in the wildcat and the quarterback went out and they broke the huddle with 12 men. And now Brown will take the snap. He's in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right. He's going to basically just run it, and he's going to go straight ahead for about six yards and a nice little run on first and 15 for Anthony Brown. Maybe better off keeping him in the Wildcat right now if they're trying to get something going with their offense. Right. Just, you know, either let him run it or let him, you know, act to run and just kind of throw it over the linebacker's head. Yeah, so far this season, Brown has completed 20 of 50 passes for 249 yards, four TDs, and two interceptions. Same play. And it will result in a first down for Bylan. Good run. As they get it out past the 30, out to the 35-yard line. He'll pick up 20 yards now on two carries, Heath. And, and why haven't they been running that earlier? It's a great question. As Brayden Anderson came up and made the hit on Brown initially, um, but Brown spinning off of that and been able to pick up a few more. Um, Fear Alcoa, though, got to key in on Brown, um, make sure that he does not get another big gain as that was another Dwight Price of Realty executives first down from Island. Brown in the shotgun again. He'll take the snap. He's going to there you go. run. It was a slow snap, a bad snap, and he's going to be out of bounds before he intentionally grounds it, and probably a good thing because that would have been a penalty there well, and a loss of down. Brown's hurt, and he got slammed to the turf that time by Camden Burden, and he will finally get up and moving a little bit slow that time. They're going to leave him on the sidelines and bring back quarterback Hayden Sullivan back into the ballgame. Yeah, that's going to be a loss of five. A bad snap. He had a, a hard time picking it up off the turf, and by the time he did, he had some tornadoes breathing down his neck. As it's one ten Eastern time, it's just past noon here in Cookville, and Al has been cooking some brunch here on the campus of Tennessee Tech. And it's going to be a give up the middle of nice run this time by number 26. That's his seventh or eighth carry. And that is Jadarius Easley. And he takes it out past the 35 and out to about the 39. So he'll pick up about, what, eight, nine yards there on, on the carry. It'll be third down now and six. 
and I'm looking around, and then they're looking, and they're wanting to get Brown back into the game. He was over there on the bench with his helmet off and just trying to, I guess, gather his facilities after being just thrown to the turf. Shotgun, and Sullivan will take it. He's going to try to run it. He just can't get outside of this defense. And he's brought down by number that 18, that's Major Newman. And just, you know, you're not going to make the Tornadoes miss a lot of tackles. It's going to be very close to a first down. It's going to be about two yards shy with a minute 18 left to go. And Milan's going to go for it, it looks as if. And they're going to send, mm. you know, they're going to fake it. They're going to send Brown back onto the field. That's 10 Alcoa deep. Run as much clock as you can off of this. <clears throat> Play clock. Um, as you're now about to go under a minute left to play, you're in the second. And they'll run a shotgun. Brown in a quarterback. They'll have two guys that will move from the left side of the formation to the right. They get set now, and it'll be Brown to run. And he's no. going to be brought down Craig by Craig Carroll. Carroll in the backfield. And what do you do whenever you need a play? Number one's going to make it. And we've watched him do this, Heath, throughout his career. As he started out as a freshman, I think he was number 96. And then he has well, he made plays then, and he just really stands out on the football field. Well, as we mentioned, number one versus number one. The two best players um, on the field, Gray Carroll versus Anthony Brown, and also two Mr. Football finalists for this season. That, uh, that award has not been given out yet, Marty, but Greg Carroll making the case as he goes up against another one as to why he should be named that later on this year. But a good stop by Greg Carroll, and that's a turnover. Alcoa gets the ball 47, 43 yards away from Pater with 47 seconds left to go in the second quarter. They got three receivers to the right. He's going to look back left, though, to Anderson, and Anderson just does a quick out and will catch the ball and run out of bounds to stop the clock at the 31-yard line. And that'll move the chains. That'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And Mr. Anderson keeps adding to his stats. And Heath, if you have an offensive MVP right now, I think it's got to be Braden Anderson. Yeah, he's had he's had one heck of a ball game. I mean, think he started off, I would say that way, Marty, with two touchdowns, and he's got 14 carries for 42 yards. But Anderson has quite the ball game as well. Four receptions, 85 yards, along with an interception on defense. And Buckles throws it back underneath on the screen to Sankey, who makes a great play. He's going to get down to about the 22-yard line. How cool will have to take one of their two timeouts to stop the clock at 31 seconds, and they will. We'll stay right here momentarily. We'll uh, be back after a short break at halftime, and we'll run you through all the stats. And Unfortunately, you're going to have to settle for me because both of the other Dunkles are in the stands today, and Trevor is doing so and still doing the social media for us down there, uh, but uh, not allowed into the press box today. And uh, I hate that for them, but uh, and protocol. You know, this is a 2020 season. Normally, like I said, uh, Matthew Gillespie is very uh, generous to us when it comes to the passes because he knows we have a very, a very big crew, or at least, more than normal for broadcast, but once again, if you listen in each and every week, we're not a really normal football broad or a traditional broadcast. We try to throw in, you know, social media. Um, we try to throw in a little humor, a little pop culture, and obviously, we try to bring you the football game. Uh, but you know, more than that, we want to entertain and you know make uh, friends 
and, you know, get to know the alcohol community and, and have them looking forward to the college and every week. And if you're listening out there right now, just let us know and we'll give you a shout out. As we get, hold on a minute. We've got Buckles back to pass. He's buying time, buying more time. Looks like he was just trying to set up the screen, which goes incomplete. And got a message heath from the mayor of Blunt County, Ed Mitchell. Oh wow! He says uh, you guys are doing a great job. Got you on at the courthouse. Thank you, Mayor Mitchell. Really appreciate, really appreciate the job you do uh, running our our county. Excellent job there. You've got an excellent staff there at the courthouse, and I'm proud to call most of y'all that I know friends. And I always know I can depend on you if I need you. And that's yeah, very much appreciated. We certainly, um, it's a pleasure to be able to do this each and every week, and it means a lot um, to to have people tell us, you know, what they think of the broadcast. I'm glad it's uh, it's going well so far. And quickly, they try a screen pass out to Sankey on third and one, and Heath, it goes incomplete. Just uh, just too much heat on the ball and too close to the turf as it he more or less just spiked it right in front of, of Sankey. So you got to wonder now, does Alcoa with 21 seconds go for it on fourth and one? Why not? Or do they send Jet Foley in for the field goal? Looks like they're going to go, Heath. I don't know. I mean, Foley missed the extra point earlier, Marty. You've got a little bit of wind. I don't know if he's got the leg right now to make that kick. I think if you're Alcoa, you definitely go for it here. I mean, what's it going to hurt? 20 seconds left if you do give the ball back. Well, the wind will be at his back if he needs it. So shotgun buckles is going to try to find a hole. He, he does, and then he's hit as he gets inside the twenty at the nineteen. Uh, the first down will stop the clock at fifteen seconds. I'm sure Alcoa would like to get in position to just down it, and they will. And I, I don't know if you can do that in high school. I know you can down it, but I thought you had to be under center. Well, they're not going to call anything, so I guess they're allowing it to happen. I, I, I forgot that that's actually. And we were who who were we, we were talking to a referee a few weeks ago. Yeah, Brian Bledsoe, Brian yeah. Bledsoe, and uh, he's you know very kind to us here at uh, at Two Hop Sports, and we we speak to him quite often on game night, and then he gets you know with me on Facebook and sent me a really nice message uh, a couple weeks ago. But he was you know letting us know that you're not supposed to be able to uh, unless you're under center to down the ball like that. So Alcool will have it with 10 seconds. It looks like they'll have one play as they empty the backfield. They're going to go with Sutter again over the middle. Oh. And he should have made the catch, but just off the finger, finger, fingertips and incomplete. And what it could have, should have, Heath, that should have been six points, but he just short-armed it for no reason. I don't know if he misjudged it or, you know, he heard footsteps. I think he heard footsteps, and that guy just distracted him Man. just a little bit and incomplete. And now Alcoa, with six seconds left, looks like they will, they're still going to go for touchdown. And they, I guess they're going to hope they got enough time to run a play and get a timeout. Last play only took four seconds. Either that or another out route. And it looks Black Buckles is going to be in trouble. He's going to tuck it and run it now, and he's going to run out of time, and that's going to bring – the action in the first half to a halt as Buckles is tackled at the four-yard line. So hats off to Milan for a good defensive stand right there, right when they really needed one. And Alcoa will take a 20 to nothing lead into the locker room here at halftime on the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. It's the Blue Cross Bowl from Tennessee Tech and Tucker Stadium. We'll be back with... The Halftime Report, the secret safe place for newborns, the Tennessee Halftime Report, 
and the Denzo scoreboard after these messages. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now visit denzocareers.com slash production to apply equal opportunity employer if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executive associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs remember that no one sells more call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Well, it's finally fall and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. 
We are back, and it is the secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee halftime report and the Denzo scoreboard. And we were just ha- handed the quickie statistics here at Tucker Stadium, and they do an outstanding job just keeping us updated on the computer uh, with real-time uh, statistics. And, and he, this this game really just dominated by the tornadoes, as is the scoreboard as it stands at 20 to nothing after one half of play here in the Blue Cross Bowl and the Twin Cities Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. But Heath, uh, as I said, the score 20 to nothing. First downs, get this, Alcoa 14, Milan 1. And that was on the carry late in the first half by Anthony Brown. Um, rushing yards, once again, it's Alcoa. They have 25 for 82, 16 for 39. Milan. Passes attempted, uh, 10 of 16 for Alcoa. No interceptions. 0 for 2 for Milan with one picked off. And total offensive plays. Get this, in one half of football, Alcoa has 41 total offensive plays and 270 yards, while Milan has snapped the ball 18 times and has amassed only 39 yards against that very stingy, stingy, Alcoa defense. Time of possession also in the column for the Tornadoes at 14.36 to 9.24. Alcoa is 5 of 8 on third downs. Milan 0 of 5. And fourth down conversions, Alcoa is perfect 2 for 2. And Milan 0 for 1. And red zone chances, Alcoa is 2 of 3. Milan has yet to sniff the common sense pest control red zone. Heath, it's just been a half that has been completely dominated by Alcoa as they seek that 19th state title. Yeah, and uh, Caden Buckles has had a really nice game, Marty, the quarterback for Alcoa, the junior quarterback, 10 of 15, 188 yards with one touchdown, along with running the ball eight times for 39 yards. Um, but don't forget, Ahmad Sankey, 14 carries, 42 yards and two touchdowns early in this ball game. And then Braden Anderson, four catches, 85 yards as well, along with an interception on defense. A lot of playmakers for Alcoa early in this ball game. They've been spreading the wealth quite well, and they've made things really difficult on this Milan football team as Anthony Brown, Mr. Football finalist for Milan, five carries for only 25 yards. He's really struggled to get things going on the ground tonight. Actually, he's got 19 net yards after he took some losses on a carry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've kept him in, 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 in check, Heath. But the, the, the area that he's made his presence on has been defensively. He just landed a hit on Zane Bonham that, that caused a fumble, fumble and made, a, a, you know, an open field tackle against Sankey that could have went for a big game. So, you know, I'm not sure where, you know, Alabama sees his potential, if it's actually offense, which – Looked pretty good there, too, when he got the ball and got some blocking. But uh, defensive, he, defense, he really stands out. So, we'll see. And, and I can almost tell you right now, if he's a three-star and Alabama's already offered him as a junior, that young man will be a four-star before things are said and done. Mm-hmm. Very talented young man. and But uh, just uh, not enough to, to really get the Bulldogs going in the first half as Alcoa 270 total yards of offense compared to 30 Nine of Milan. Marty, before the last offensive drive of Milan, they only had 11 total yards of offense 
They got most of that with that last drive before the half. You wonder, and if you're Milan, a Milan fan, you hope they take that momentum and build upon it moving into the second half. Indeed, and, and quickly, I want to do another shout-out. I gave one to Tom Hatcher earlier. He's a, you know, a close family friend for many years. But I want to do a shout-out to his office that's listening in from the Justice Center. They can do continue to work, uh, but they've got the game on so they can, you know, help cheer on a Blount County team here in the Blue Cross Bowl and on the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. So, Tom, thank you to you and your staff. You all do an outstanding job. Um, if you've never really had to work with Tom's office, they are one of the more advanced in the state of Tennessee. They were one of the first to become automated and uh, not deal in cash only. Uh, Tom does an outstanding job there uh, running the uh, – the Clark's office. We like to thank him for all he does and his staff for all they do. And and, and he's just uh, amazing what Coach Rankin and his staff has done. You know, we don't really name uh, other than his offensive defensive coordinators who were uh, Sweetland and uh, Brian Nix. It is David Sweetland and Brian Nix. But there are other uh, assistant coaches are David Ballman, Braxton's dad, P.J. Burden who is Cam's dad, uh, Chris Colette. Um, I think did his son play at one time. And then Justin Emmert, who is an old heritage boy. Chris Frary, Michael Friedro. I would believe that would probably be Fredo. Fredo, it's, it's Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, and then there's our, our friend uh, that, 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 you know, talks to us. Usually he's sitting close to us or, or – you know, plays close to us every game, and that's Richard Gamble that we, we talk to a lot, as well as Brian Gossett, and then there's Jonathan Harris, and there's uh, our buddy Carlos Lopez, and then Ben Love, and, of course, Brian Nixon and David Sweetland. And, man, what a great a lot of assistant coaches Rankin has. Yeah, a great group of young men and who, do, who do a phenomenal job with our boys, and uh, we're certainly uh, blessed to have the coaching staff we do from top to bottom. Um, and also the athletic trainer, uh, Peggy, Peggy Bratt Marty, who's been there for a long time. Um, one of the things I noticed, and I didn't, I didn't realize as much of the tradition here, but one of the things I do know is every year before they go to state, they do the walk around the Alcoa community. Everybody has a big parade kind of in a sense that celebrates them. Well, at the end of it, they went to the football field. They had practice, their last senior practice. What they did is had all the other underclassmen line up um, to exit the field, and the seniors walked through them. And at the end of it, waiting for them was Peggy Bratt as each senior gave her a hug as they walked off the field. That's awesome. She does an outstanding job. She's actually been with the Tornadoes uh, longer than we have. We started, you know, I've, I've done Alcoa games since 2002, but uh, the primary radio for Alcoa since 2007. And she's been there longer than us, and she's well-known in that community, and she does an outstanding job taking care of our young man. She should be accommodated. Uh, on that, and I, I may even reach out to Jerome uh, Moon and, and, and Bob Ramsey and see if we can't get some sort of recognition for her and what she does for this Alcoa football team. Yeah, she's a big blessing, and I know those players are lucky to have her. She helps get them ready each and every week. But, uh, Marty, a couple real quick social media shout-outs before potentially one more break before it looks like players will be coming back for the half. Um, I'd like to shout-out Cameron Smith, uh, Jamie Lunsford, Zach Lunsford's mom, Coretta Mambo uh, and Kipper and Tamara Presley 
um, who uh, were giving us some love on Facebook. We certainly appreciate that. Also, Stanley Dunkel. And uh, Marty, one last shout-out right now goes to Adrian's brother, Asa Harrell, celebrating a birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Asa. Really appreciate it. And you mentioned Jamie Lunsford earlier. Uh, one blessing about this job that we do is making friends with some of the parents. And Cliff and Jamie are two of the nicest people. And not just nice, but they're classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, Zach's had an up-and-down year and had a lot of stuff to deal with. Those guys have never said anything negative about anybody. They come and they cheer on every kid. And a special shout-out to them. They are extraordinary people. I know this is not what your typical halftime report, but that's what we do here at Two Hop Sports. We want to, you know, give recognition where it's deserved. Uh, let's take a break right now. It's twenty to nothing. We're at the half of the Blue Cross Bowl. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week and the Secret Safe Place for Newborns in Tennessee halftime report and Denzo scoreboard. Back after this break. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. On the campus of Tennessee Tech at Tucker Stadium. It's the Blue Cross Bowl where Alcoa leads as we prepare about a minute away for two minutes from kickoff here in the Blue Cross Bowl. And it has been all Alcoa in the first half. Um, Heath has stepped out momentarily to go check on his dad. Actually, I think uh, he saw his brother bring up a pizza. And I think Heath went down to get a little early lunch. But uh, regardless, uh, welcome back uh, to the press box. Alcoa is now making their way onto the field. And uh, they've been, the kickers have been working out for a while. And it is now Jet Foley attempting 
20, 35-yard field goals from midfield or the middle of the field, and he's actually got the distance. And, and really right now, the wind is blowing right to left on your listening device, and um, it'll be Alcoa to kick starting the second half as they received the first half kickoff. It was Milan actually winning the toss. They deferred to the second half, and, and probably a good thing uh, they need the kick. They need to make something happen right here on this first possession as they trail 20 to nothing. They're going to have to do something that they're not in character of, and that is throwing the football. Either that or they're going to have to score quickly and, and look for some defensive turnovers to set up the offense uh, you know, with good field position because right now it has been all Alcoa today and – They've not let off the throttle. They actually were tackled four yards shy of another score to end the first half. They also had a touchdown drop with 10 seconds left, or they could have extended their lead to 26 or 27 to nothing going into break. Um, you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. Thank you once again to everybody uh, that is listening in. If you have to uh, move, and you can't keep listening on your radio, which is 100.9 FM, you can always tune in and stream on your smartphone at WKVL.com. Uh, this game will also be available as a pod- podcast to any parent, and we'll get that information to you soon. I think it's the grind on sports.com, and then just roll down for the Alcoa, scroll down for the Alcoa podcast. It's marked there on that website. So you can catch any game that you want to go back and listen to. And right now we are very close to the kick. I'm going to take another 60 second break, get Heath back into the booth, and we'll have second half action from the Blue Cross Bowl in the Twin City Certified American Game of the Week after this break. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Hip bringing us back from break. Uh, one of my favorite songs, that song I believe is from 
1990-1991. It's called Three Pistols. Download it. It's good. It's also the group uh, that's what we named our football team after the Tragically Hip. And we won several titles under that name as well. Regardless uh, enough foolishness, we are now, as the clock strikes zero, um, we're about to start the second half play, Heath. And uh, as I said earlier, I, I said you went down to check on your dad, but I think you actually just saw your brother Trevor bringing up a pizza, and you went down for a little early lunch. I did not get any pizza. I <laughs> munching on the subway that you and I got. Dad did give me some graham crackers, so I've got those in the pocket if I need them. But, no, Trevor was bringing up food for him and Dad, and they're out there enjoying the game. I told Trevor to tweet faster. He said he can't feel his fingers. So I was wondering. <laughs> I was, was going to ask how the weather was uh, down there. I know it's breezy. It's wet. Uh, it's not really uh, fan-friendly, if you will. Uh, but the scoreboard is, if you're an Alcoa fan, it's still 48 degrees. The windshield makes it feel like it's 46. And... We'll probably start taking a dip from here on out as we're going to get more rain later. And the probably by the end of the game, we're going to be down near uh, 40 degrees, mid-40s uh, at the hottest. And, of course, the windshield will pick up, too, as the um, – well, there's no sun to speak of. It's all gray uh, clouds and, and overcast skies. As it's going to be kicked, it's going to be number seven with the return – Ball, and the ball is out, as he said, and I believe that's number 16. No, that's Major Newman with the football, and on the return was Orlandis Williamson, and he just coughed it up when he got hit, Heath, and Man. I don't know if it's the slippery conditions and the cold all built into one or just getting popped, but he drops it, and Alcoa will have the first possession on offense here and leading 20 to nothing as we – start action here in the second half that was a horrible turn of events for the Bulldogs yeah I mean it was a great run uh, just unable to hold on to it as he got hit near the 30 40 yard line and coughed it up and Alcoa now will get a chance with offense and Marty there's the reverse and it's going to be a reverse pass and he's going to be looking for Brandon Braden Anderson he's got him oh. oh and this time Braden just not able to pull it in it was thrown just a, a tad behind him and we talked about that in the first half, you know, and I thought that looked like it was developing really slow. And that maybe was an indicator because it looked like it was defended really well by by the Bulldogs, but it was a jet sweep reverse to Braden, not Braden Anderson, but Cam Burden, and he attempted to throw it downfield to Braden Anderson, who was had a step on the defensive back, but the ball just thrown behind him, and Anderson unable to adjust, and the ball goes incomplete, and it's second down and 10 now for the Tornadoes. They little, come to the line of scrimmage. A little wobbly of a throw, and kind of back behind Anderson. He had to go up and kind of turn awkwardly to get it. Wasn't able to hold on to it. Buckles is going to keep here on second 10, and he'll take it forward. He'll follow his big lineman, number 72. That's Brendan Pecora. It is indeed, and he'll pick up five yards for Alcorn second down. It'll make it now third manageable. And he, I would dare say this is probably two-down territory for Alcoa. Yeah, I, I think so, Marty. I think if you're Alcoa here, you're trying to finish this ball game out. You're looking to get two more scorers on the board. I would say they would go for two if they're able to do that, make it a 35-0 to game, and get Mercy Rule in effect. 
and it's going to be a give to Sankey, who said immediately that's going to be a loss of about two, and just a good job defensively by Big Grape. Yeah, that's number 76, Jalen Walker. Walker, a 5'9", 360 Pound junior defensive lineman with a mega stop. Yeah, he just blew up that side of the line of scrimmage and just got to the football. And now, instead of it being two down territory, they'll bring in the punt team and Braden Anderson to kick away. And Alcor will take that. They'll, they're able to run a couple minutes off the board. Um, I think here, Marty, this you know, Braden Anderson, you want some redemption here with a little bit shorter of a punt. See if you can pin them inside the now he hit all of it right there, and Man. that's going to go into the end zone. Uh, you know, if nothing else, he, he helps his average. <laughs> that's true. But the net on that's only going to be 16 yards. It was a 36-yard punt, and it goes into the end zone. Never a chance to, you know, hang up and be down. Uh, he just got too much toe into that one. And with 10-17, Milan will come back on offensively as they trail the Tornadoes 20 to nothing on the Twin City Certified Amirable Game of the Week. And let's see who they run out there, what they're going to do. This is a really weird set. And it will be their quarterback, Sullivan, in now as a shotgun. He'll have one back, and that's going to be Jadarius Easley in, who will get the ball off tackle, and he's got a block. He's 25-30 upfield and finally pushed out of bounds by Braden Anderson as he gets to the 34-yard line, and that'll be a pickup of about 14 yards. It'll also be a first down for Milan on their first possession here in the second half. Second first down of the game for Milan. He was able to get into the second level of Alcoa defense right there, and he just turned on the Jets, able to sneak through just a small gap on the left-hand side. It turns into a nice run for the Bulldogs. Over 1,200 yards rushing this year for Easley as he is the workhorse in the backfield for them. And now they'll move the strong side to the left with two receivers to the right. And the quarterback's going to keep, and he's just going to be listered. Yes, that's Sutter on the tackle, and it's going to be a loss of three back to the 31. It'll be second down and 14. Heath, what happened there? Taheron put him in the sud earth. That's <laughs> a big-time tackle by number 44, the senior of Alcoa's defense. And that's going to be second and 13 now for Milan and Marty. You know, you can run the football, but this clock's ticking. You've got to try to get the ball down the field. And I just don't know if they've got the time for Hayden Sullivan to sit around the pocket and do that. They don't. And they come to the line of scrimmage. they got a wing and two backs and one receiver and a shotgun. And then it's going to be easily, no, it's going to be the quarterback still with the ball. And he's just going to be planted there by number two for the Tornadoes, wearing that special jersey and making the most of it right there. And that's going to be another loss of one on the play, and it'll now be third down and 14. Yeah, that's the sophomore Aaron Davis uh, coming up and making that big play. Um, so now it's third and 14 for Al- for Milan, 8.56, counting and ticking off the clock here in the third quarter, 20-0, to zero, Alcoa lead. And it will be a shotgun formation once again for Sullivan. He's going to look fake to Easley. He's going to look downfield. He's got a receiver open, and and he they make oh, he the catch. It. That is number forty. That is Isaiah Pearson. He's five eight, a hundred and eighty five pound senior. But there were two Milan receivers right there in the same area, Heath, and that was almost blown up. Just 
somebody ran the wrong route. Well, and the defensive back didn't get his head turned around right. where he could see where that ball was located, and they either break it up or try to intercept it. So they just jumped right over the defender who wasn't paying attention and came down with the grab. But, yeah, they almost knocked that ball loose as two players for Milan ran into each other. But a big-time grab for number 40, Isaiah Pearson. They pick up a first down. They're in Alcoa territory now at the 37. They try to throw it again, and just over the outstretched arms of Addison Caldwell at the 20-yard line. So it'll be second down and 10 now. Milan proving that they can move the ball a little bit here in the second half. They, they've changed things up a little bit. They've, they've started doing some trap blocking uh, in the, a couple of times that the trap wasn't fast enough, and Alcoa just ate it up. And, and causing a lot of the problems was Gray Carroll just into the backfield and then some of the other teammates just cleaning it up. But you know, Who else did trap blocking in the second half to come back and beat Alcoa? Merrill. And that may have been something they saw on film. I don't know why you don't go with that from the get-go. Easily gets the fake. The quarterback, Sullivan, takes it upfield. That's he, Anthony Brown. That is Anthony Touchdown Brown there. And meets Gray Carroll, two number ones, meet at the line of scrimmage, and it'll be no gain. It'll be third down now and ten for the Bulldogs. They're going to go hurry up, and they're going to send a couple of players in couple will come out, and it's going to be Brown, I think, still in the shotgun. No, it'll be Sullivan still in, and number seven, the back, is Orlandis Williamson, who fumbled the opening kickoff here in the second half. And Sullivan's back. He's going to be pressured. He's going to try to throw it downfield. And if he's able to get a foot down, that's an interception. And it is an Oski by Ronald Tank Jackson for the Tornadoes, and it's going to be Alcor Ball at the 24-yard line. So a nice offensive possession thwarted by a great pick on the sideline by Tank Jackson. Yeah, great job tiptoeing through the tulips and staying inbounds that time by Ronald Jackson. Big-time catch, Marty. Um, that was awesome. Good read. And um, good thing there's not replay. I'm not sure if he got his feed in or kept him in uh, he might have touched it good call by the official and it'll be a throw out in the flat on the left to Ford he'll pick up yardage out to about the 28 yard line so it'll be a pickup of four but he pays the price as he gets belted by about three grapes out there on the near flat not sure if I like those uniforms or not Anywho, call them a pack of bulldogs. Yeah, pack of bulldogs, the purple people eaters, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call them. But it's still an ugly uniform. It's Alcoa moving the ball there, moving right to left on your listening device. It is going to be a cross buck. They fake the jet sweep to Jackson and give it to Sankey uh, the other way, and he'll take it out past the 30 to about the 31-yard line. It'll be third down and three. Now, with 6.23 left to go, Alcoa ball, they lead 20 to nothing. And I'm sure, Heath, they might just like to just keep the ball on the ground and let the clock run and, and turn the clock into a, an opponent for the Milan Bulldogs as well. Mm-hmm. Got to get this first down first, though. Indeed. And it'll be a shotgun with one back that's bottom, and it's going to be a throw. It's going to be an out pattern once again to Ford, and he'll make the catch, and he'll easily – Step out of bounds and pick up. Oh, he's going to be, be called board. for toning. Yeah, he was just playing to the crowd. 
give the, the first down sign. Rankin's not going to be happy with that because he did pick up the first down at 37. Uh, that's a Dwight Price Realty executive's first down. After the play, he's going to be flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct, and that'll move the ball back to the 22-yard line, and, and Rankin's going to be furious with his receiver. Yeah, he's getting called over to explain himself now to Coach Rankin. He's trying to distance himself and go hide real quick, but Rankin's going to give him a few words. And the one thing about Rankin is you get that negative reinforcement from him when you make a mistake. Oh, yeah, he's still fussing about it over there, giving it to him. And, I, you know, I... Got to be smarter than that. Yeah, you got to be smarter than that. I didn't see anything wrong with it, but then when the flag was thrown, I was like, all right, yeah, I guess. Well, I thought for a minute it was going to be on Milan only because um, his his hand-warming um, wrap that he had around his waist had gotten thrown off. And I didn't know if it was thrown off maybe after the play. Maybe it was a unsportsmanlike on the defense. But it was for taunting by Jackson. And out comes Burden with a throw this time on the other Ooh. side um, to Ronald Jackson, who um, gets a couple of positive yards that time. On the, and there will be a second and eight. Yeah, he took a big hit as soon as he turned around, and that's one that really hurts. Is When you get hit from the front, and that's not what really hurts as much, as much as when the guy lands on top of you and you hit the ground when your feet get taken completely. As Coach Mack used to call it, decleated. Shout out to Coach Earl McMahon out there now as well, as well as Steve Stout, Susan Stout, Jeremy Gaby, Josh Livingston. Uh, Leslie Livingston and others up there at Samson's Hollow. It's going to be Buckles on the keeper. He fakes it one way, and then he'll just take a baseball slide, and he'll do so at about the 27, 28-yard line. He'll pick up a few yards, get some positive yardage, and it'll be third down and about four. Uh, we'll say a short four, long three, whichever way you want to pronounce it. 4.53 left in the third quarter. Alcoa with the football and a 20 to nothing lead. Buckles in a shotgun. Bottoms alone set back with him. And three receivers left, one right. They're going to go over the middle to Sutter. He's going to have it. He's wide open. He just sets up in a spot, catches it at the 37-yard line, and then goes down immediately. But it'll still be enough yardage for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, nice catch that time by Sutters, and this time the defense learns a little bit better, Marty, as they did not allow him to get up to the seam and get open. Instead, they keep him um, inside that 5- to 10-yard mark, but he does pick up Dwight Price at Realty first down. So back to the line of scrimmage comes the Alcoa Tornadoes and Burden in the shotgun formation of quarterback. And it will be Burden, actually. Buckles, excuse me. Buckles, <laughs> yeah, giving on a jet sweep to – Sankey, and Sankey's able to get up field to the 40, maybe 41. It'll be a gain of three yards on first down. It'll set up second down and seven. And more importantly, Heath, clock continuing to roll. And the longer it does so, the more it works in Alcoa's favor because unless they start breaking off some long plays, as in Milan, this game's in the books, and Alcoa's going to have that 19th state title. Starting to look that way. And shotgun is Buckles. He'll have two backs at Sankey and Bonham with him in the backfield with two receivers left, one right. They move right to left on your listening device. 
He looks. He looks. He's going to be under pressure now. He's going to tuck and roll. He's going to throw late over the middle. Go Jackson. Jackson right there at the 40. He cuts back, gives ground, and is finally tripped up as he gets inside the 40 down to about the 37. What a great job by Buckles that time, buying time in the pocket, and Jackson working himself back to his quarterback, and a nice play there by the junior quarterback and the receiver there for Alcoa to pick up a DeWatt Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, really smart play and a good job by Buckles. After avoiding the pressure, a lot of times you'll see quarterbacks stop looking down the field and lose lose their wide receivers and decide just to run with it. Instead, keeps his eyes downfield the whole time while escaping that pressure and gives himself time to find an open Jackson. And it's going to be a give now up the middle to Sankey. Sankey makes one man miss, now a, t- a couple, and then he's going to be gang tackled as he gets to the 30 yard line. More importantly, he's clock rolling under two and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. And it's going to be third, it's going to be second down and short, about three at the mile and 30 yard line, just outside of the 30 yard line. Another nice carry that time by Ahmad Sankey. That'll be his 18th carry of the night, 53 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and averaging 2.9 yards a carry goes the senior running back from Alcoa. It's been rough sledding, but a, a nice job by him as the Tornadoes will send three people, receivers to the right, one to the left, and Anderson, and new running backs in that game. But nonetheless, it's going to be Buckles that keeps, turns a quarter corner, makes a spin move, and inside the 20 and down to the 19, he picks up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down and places the ball inside the common sense pest control red zone for the Tornadoes as they are now looking to extend their lead uh, now with 146 left to go in the third quarter. They lead 20 to nothing. There's an injured Bulldog on the field. Let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout, and we'll be back with more action and a lot of rain after this break. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. We are back in Cookville, back to Queen. And I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Larry Early in Texas. I won and I raffle, a waffle, excuse me, off of him, a Japanese press Queen Flash Gordon soundtrack. That is one of the only Queen albums I don't have on vinyl. Uh, The other one is Made in Heaven, and I don't know if I want that one or not because I don't know if I'd ever spin it. Um, But I am really psyched about winning that uh, Queen Flash Gordon soundtrack, and I've got all the Queen albums. Uh, I don't have any of the bootlegs, but I've also got Live Killers and Queen One, Two, Sheer Heart Attack, uh, A Day at the uh, well, Night at the Opera, A Day at the Races, Jazz, Queen, The Game, Queen Hot Space, uh, Queen The Works, uh, Queen. I believe it's uh, it's a kind of magic, and now I'm, I'm adding Flash to that. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. If you could tell, I'm also just trying to kill a little time. 
as we're still in the TV timeout uh, as the official is down on the field. Now he says, roll it. So we're back to action. Heath at the Blue Cross Bowl in the Twin City Certified and Bearable Game of the Week. Alcoa with the football in the common sense red zone at the 19-yard line of the Milan Bulldogs in a 20 to nothing lead. And if they score right here with a minute 46 left to go in the third heat, this could more or less ice it. As right now, we've got a lot of fog and rain that's moved into the area and nothing else. That's not really good. And right there is a screen to Braden Anderson, and he'll lose about a yard on the catch. Uh, but just great defense that time by Milan, and I believe that is number eight on the defense. That's Trey Spinks. And he's just a sophomore, but that was very instinctive and very good, especially as little as he is going up against Braden Anderson. Yeah, great read that time by the young defensive back. We'll force Alcoa to lose a yard. We've got a minute 15 and rolling here in the third quarter, 20-0. to zero. Alcoa leads in the Tornadoes right now, Marty, 20 yards away from Pater. Watch the fade right here against the little Sphinx. It's going to be a pitch, quick pitch, sweep left for Alcoa. And it's going to be Sankey getting back to the original line of scrimmage at the 19-yard line. So it'll be third and 10 now for the Tornadoes. And, Heath, I may look for them to run it again toward the middle of the field. Uh, while you were down speaking with your dad, I was watching uh, Jet Foley attempt field goals at half, and he was hitting them uh, from about 35 yards. Well, that's certainly something I think they'd like to see here is um, Marty, they haven't been able to extend that lead since the second quarter. So see if they can uh, get some more points on the board here and certainly make it more than a three-score ball game. Oh, there's wide open. Wow. Wide open, and he just beat Spinks off the line of scrimmage. Touchdown, Braden Anderson into the purple rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown. I saw that coming right away. I knew when he lined up on him that might be happening. But, man, the move off the line of scrimmage, and he was three steps past Spinks of the Bulldogs like that, and it was just easy after that point. And now Alcoy extends the lead to 26 to nothing. And your offensive MVP, Brandon, uh, you know, Braden Anderson, we, we, we would think it would be him. They may give it to Buckles. Yeah, I was going to say, Marty, you might have to slow the roll just a minute there. As Buckles, 17 of 22, 251 yards passing, two touchdowns along with 11 carries for 56 yards. Wow. Uh, you know, it's a toss-up or maybe co-MVPs. I don't know. But now there's 52 seconds left in the third quarter. Alcoa has extended their lead to 27 to nothing. And Heath, as dandy Don Meredith used to sing on Monday Night Football, you could turn out the lights. The party's, party's over. over. We're gonna, you're going to turn out the lights momentarily. We're going to take a Louis Lawn Care timeout. And we'll be back in 30 seconds with more third-quarter action from the Blue Cross Bowl and the Twin City Certified Maribel Game of the Week after this. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. We are back in Cookville at Tucker Stadium 
on the campus of Tennessee Tech, the home of the Blue Cross Bowl, and you're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And it is Alcoa 27, mile and nothing, and Alcoa is looking and staring right down that 19th state title. And Heath, if I'm not mistaken, will this be the sixth in a row as there's a squib sixth kick? in a row. And picked up by number three, that's Jace Townsend. He's going to try to make it to the left sideline. He's not going to get there, and he'll be dropped at about the 24, where the Bulldogs will take over first and 10 on this possession with 45 seconds left here in the third. He got taken down that time by number 45, Braxton Bauman. And uh, just a friendly reminder, speaking of which, to go on to the Great American Rivalry Series.com and make sure that you vote for the Great American Rivalry Series scholar-athlete. As you can vote for Braxton Bauman, he is one of the potential winners of that. If he gets in the top 25 of voting, Marty, he gets an additional scholarship he can use at the next level. Also, he will get recognition from the Great American Rivalry Series and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That voting lasts until December 14th this year, and you can go on and you can vote daily. So he's certainly currently sitting at number 24. So we've got to keep him in that top 25. Again, GreatAmericanRivalrySeries.com. Go vote for the Scholar Athlete and vote for Braxton Bauman of Alcoa. You know, and, and what really hurt him early on, there was another Blount County kid too, and uh, John Wilson Huffman. Uh, that made that list, and, uh, you know, I think some Blount County folks, it, it split some, and, and obviously I threw in some votes for, for John Wilson as well. He's uh, His dad's a friend of mine, went through leadership lot with him. Uh, I've known his, uh, his aunts for, oh, my gosh, decades, and uh, just a good kid, too, and, and I love his parents, Connie and John Huffman. 39 seconds left. Ooh. Yeah, they would set up a screen right there, and, and nothing doing as Alcoa all over that one. And, and Heath, that's a lot to ask your offensive line to go up against this Alcoa defense. And, and, and much so, as now we look, Alcoa has gained 364 total yards of offense as we near the end of the third quarter and just 82 yards for Milan. Yeah, another, another good defensive play there by Alcoa. And that offense for Alcoa really having a solid performance. And, uh, how about this, Marty? Third start of the season for Caden Buckles and has had a really impressive game after spending the whole season on the sidelines and only playing JV ball. And it's going to be put him in a bag. He is sacked all the way back to the 20-yard line by number eight, Cam Burden, coming off a blitz on the corner. And the quarterback didn't pick it up, neither did any of his backs, and that will – Set up now fourth down and about 16 now, and it'll be punt time again for the Bulldogs. That'll be the last play, too, of the third quarter. Nope, they just got the snap off for the punt and almost blocked by Gray Carroll, and nobody back for Alcoa, and it'll take a Bulldog roll and come to be down at the 45-yard line. So Alcoa will have good field position once again, and you may want to see if, if Raken leaves, buckles in, or if he sends out the sophomore, Zach Lunsford. I would love to see Zach get some playing time. That kid's worked his butt off all spring, all summer. Uh, but you got to give it to Buckles here in this championship game, Heath. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there screaming up and down about Braden Anderson, but Buckles has put together one heck of a performance here today in Cookville. 
as we've come to the end of the third quarter. Let's take a 60-second timeout. We'll be back with more action from Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech, home of the Blue Cross Bowl and the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. Back in 60 seconds. 29 now. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle, in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638. Or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Alcoa fan, get up and jump around. It is 27 to nothing Alcoa on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week, which happens to be the Blue Cross Bowl. Alcoa is 12 minutes away from that 19th gold football. Heath, and it's been all Alcoa uh, from the start. And, you know, they, they answered and scored the first touchdown since the second, early in the second quarter, uh, late in the third on a touchdown pass from Buckles to Anderson. And now they have the ball sitting near midfield at their own 45-yard line. And we'll see who comes out now. It looks like the first-team offense is coming out for the Tornadoes, and Buckles will still be the quarterback as the Tornadoes. Uh, I see the freshman for the first time. That is Cannon for the first time on offense tonight. He may have stuck in a few times, but this is the first time I've seen him. And it will be Buckles now in a shotgun. Three receivers right, one left, and they will empty the backfield with Sankey, and Buckles will keep it. And, man, that, that guy's not afraid to get hit as he adds to his rushing total as he's now into Bulldog territory at their 47-yard line. It'll be two yards shy of a first down. Yeah, as I said earlier, Marty Buckles is someone that they said, even watching him in JV ball this year, he's not going to run around you. He's going to run through you. They said a Tebow-esque type of running quarterback. Got a lot of size and not afraid to take a hit. He's done really well with that tonight. He has indeed, and he's really impressed me with his performance tonight. Shotgun, thinking in motion. They'll give to Cannon. Cannon going the other way. Well, he said his name. He gets the ball on a cross buck coming off the fake jet sweep to the left, and he picks up. He actually is going to lose some yardage. He's back to the 49-yard line. So, you know, instead of third and short, it's going to be third down and, and a long four now. Yeah, moving them backwards just a little bit that time as they try to give the young freshman a carry. He will stay in the ball game, but also in the ball game as well. Senior running back, Ahmad Sankey. Now they're going to move Sankey out to the wide receiver on the right side with Braden Anderson, Ronald Jackson out to the left, and Cannon in the backfield with Buckle. Shotgun formation and a tight end to the left for Alcoa. And it will be Buckles throwing out there. And just depending on the spot, it is mm. caught out there by Sutter. Not a great spot. Oh, it's a horrible spot. He caught that at least another yard four before he got knocked I thought he caught it right at the, the mark. And I, if I'm Alcoa, I just, I just, 
You know, it's going to be three yards shy right here. Actually, they're going to mark it at the 47, so it'll be two yards shy. But I'll try to see if they're going to do a replay. I don't know if they will, but, you know, I, my goodness, I thought he was really close to first. It doesn't matter, really. Alcoa's going to go for it, fourth and two, up 27 to nothing. The ball on the Milan 47-yard line. Buckles is going to work from a shotgun with Cannon, the only setback with him in the backfield. And now they'll bring in motion. And I don't know what if they were just trying to see what they were going to do right there, if they were trying to draw them off sides, if they were seeing if Milan was in a zone. But it's going to be a delay a game against Alcoa. And that'll cost them five yards. Now they'll bring Braden Anderson on to punt. And back deep will go number one. That's Anthony Brown, the Alabama offered back. As I said, he's a three-star now. But if he's been offered this early from Alabama and they they found him, that young man will be a four-star before you know before they start ranking this junior class. Mm-hmm. Anderson to kick Brown deep for the Bulldogs, and a low snap. Anderson gets it away, and it's going to be fair caught by Brown at the. 19-yard line, and that's where the Bulldogs will take over, trailing 27 to nothing with 9.45 left to go in this game. Uh, Let's stay here to see if they're going to go to a commercial break. They're not. They're going to watch the punt. Um, I don't see the TV guy going out on the field, so let's stay right here and not go to a break. I'll check in the studio to see how we're doing on commercials. Um momentarily, but 9.45 left to go in this game. Alcoa, 27, mile and nothing. Shotgun, and the give is going to be to, it looks like that's number 26 again, that to Darius Easley. Easley, and uh, thank you. Bauman with another big tackle. Yeah, Bauman's played good, and and defensively, who are you going to give the award to? You've got Braden Anderson that's made a pick. Uh, you've had Gray Carroll that's disrupted things all day. And then, you know, Braxton Bauman, who's been everywhere making tackles. I think I think one player you have to think about is Camden Burden. Seven yes. tackles and two sacks. Yeah, you got to think about that, too. He was Defensive Player of the Year last year. As they'll give it off tackle on a cross buck and a big hole opening up for that is easily who's run out of bounds finally as he gets to about the 30-yard line. He looks like he's picked up the yardage necessary for a first down. That'll move the chains and award the Bulldogs with a first and 10 with 8.59 left. And Alcoa let them do that all day long, Heath. Mm-hmm. That's not going to win the game for you. You need four clock. scores. Yeah, well, and they just don't, don't have the firepower to move the football quickly down the field. They have to do that with the running game. And it's Sullivan in a shotgun. They'll move the strength now. Now they'll break the motion and they'll have a wing to the right, a tight end to the left and it'll be Braxton Bauman running down the running back. That is easily from behind. He tackles him at the 31. It'll be a gain of one, but Braxton Bauman, just as we said, all over the place. What's his total tackles today? Um, Currently, they've got him at two solo tackles and one QB hurry. Um, I'd imagine that'll be updated here in just a minute. And a big hit there, too, there with the assist by Ronald Jackson as Ballman was bringing him down. Indeed. And Jackson looks like he's going to come on a blitz this time along with Burden. And the give will be up the middle, and it will be easily picking up 
about three yards out to the 34-yard line, and that'll be well short again of a first down. It'll set up third down and six for this ill-equipped offense to pick up, you know, that hunk of yardage on third down, especially when you got Gray Carroll coming off. And look at him. He's just standing in the middle of the field right now, and nobody really knows where he's going to line up when the ball is actually put into play. But now he's going to walk over and he's going to set up on the right side. And there's a tight end to that side for Milan. One running back, two receivers to the right. And it's going to be Burton. Oh, oh just missing. Get him. And him just being able, that is Sullivan, just getting life, makes a couple of tornadoes miss and just throws it downfield for all he's got, incomplete, and he'll live to play another down. But that was almost another big sack for Cam Burton. Nothing else, it's a quarterback hurry for him. And I didn't catch the number of the other tornado that was back there. Yeah, it was bombing. Yeah. You know, how do I, how's it not? <laughs> <clears throat> Seven and a half minutes, Milan to punt. And the kick is away. It is going to be nobody back for Alcoa, and it's going to take a tornado hop, or at least a sideways hop, and we'll be downed at the 31-yard line. And... 7.20 remaining now. Alcoa with, will have the ball, first and 10 at their own 31, with a 27 to nothing lead. And there's going to be a TV timeout. We're going to take a 60-second timeout with them. It's going to be a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after this. 27 nothing Alcoa. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. As I said earlier, Milan has been crisscrossed. And it is 27-0 Alcoa with 7.20 remaining. Alcoa will have the ball at their own 31-yard line. And they'll do so after this TV break. And a lawyer commercial. Now it's a Titans commercial. It's a roofing commercial. Anywho, um, hope you've enjoyed this broadcast with us. I know there's a lot of offices around the Blount County area that has carried the broadcast today, uh, uh, most notably, and, and, and friends of mine, uh, Mayor Ed Mitchell and the courthouse there in Blount County, and also at the Justice Center in uh, Tom Hatcher's office. And we appreciate everyone that's tuned in to support the Alcoa Tornadoes today. I wish that our sister station was on tomorrow to carry the Maryville feed. I really wish that. Wayne, uh, uh, Kaiser and his staff have done a great job with, with the Rebels this year uh, on our sister station, WGAP, and we really appreciate them. It's Buckles and quarterback now for the Tornadoes. They'll give to Sankey, who's got a big hole on the jet sweep to the left. Uh -huh. And as he tries to switch back, he's going to lose his footing, 
and he'll go down at the 37. He'll pick up six yards, six yards on the play, and set up a you know second down and four uh, with a 27 to nothing lead for the Tornadoes. Clock under seven minutes now. Another good run by Sankey. That'll take him over, I believe, over 60 yards today. Yeah, 20 attempts, 60 yards for Ahmad Sankey, averaging three yards a carry. Sankey's got 60 yards. Buckles, 64. And Buckles in a shotgun. Two receivers right, one left. They move left to right on your listening device. Sankey, the lone setback, will get the ball. And he'll pick up a nice block, and he'll pick up good yardage out past the 41 42 near the 43 it'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes and Heath if Alcoa is able to finish this game without allowing a point by the Bulldogs this will be their eighth shutout of the season. Well and Marty also a fun little fact for you last year Alcoa won the state championship 27 to zero. Hmm Heath always throwing out these stats. <laughs> he is a walking encyclopedia of Alcoa football. And as I've said many times this year, you ought to see the notebook he puts together for us each and every week. Shotgun, and it's going to be Buckles keeping, and he's going to be dropped for a loss on first down back at the 40-yard line. And it really doesn't matter at this point, Heath, as long as they keep the clock running. Um, they do stop it now on the quarterback tackle. And nobody hurt. But the clock is stopped at 5.54. Alcoa leads 27 to nothing, and they are, as I said, five minutes and 54 seconds away from that 19th state title. Bringing the goal back to Blunt County. And extending their lead for the most in Tennessee, as, Marty, that will put them at 19, and Maryville sits at 17. And there was a flag on the play that I didn't see. It was a hold against Alcoa. <laughs> That's what stopped the clock, and that'll move the ball back to the 31-yard line, which is the original line of scrimmage for this possession. And it will be now about second down, no, first down, and 20. They've got to go to the 47-yard line, so they're going to have to – it's more than 20. It's more like 24 yards to go or 23 yards to go for a first down. 22, beg your pardon. I formation now. And dotting the eye is Sankey. It's just going to be a sweep to the left. He's going to break a few tackles oh, wow. and break more tackles and finally brought down as he gets out to the 44-yard line. So he'll get back to the original line of scrimmage on that set of downs now, and it'll be second down and 10. And Third down and 10. They've got the, the chain wrong on the field. I was looking at it, but the – well, they just announced third down over the intercom, but it's actually going to be second down. It's second down now and 10 uh, from the 43-yard line. It'll be eye formation again for the Tornadoes. Two tight ends and a receiver in Braden Anderson, the near side. They move left to right with Sankey dotting the eye. No, Sankey went out with an injury. Okay, so they're going to play action. They're going to go for the downs with Braden Anderson, and it's going to be... By Braden Anderson just takes it away. Oh, I'm going to be on Braden. He was taunting. I thought he might have just been asking the guy if he was okay or not, but <laughs> now he was in his face, and that will be a taunting p- a penalty. And you just got to wonder what's being said down there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard there's quite a bit being said down there. <laughs> but you've seen, you've seen, um, 
you've seen Braden and those defensive backs John and each other all game, and you have to imagine triple coverage and Braden coming up and coming away with that football. He had a, a few uh, extra words for them after that play. And it will be a taunting, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct call against Braden Anderson. I'm sure he'll get a lecture as well from Rankin. And Oh, yep, moving him backwards. So instead of having the ball, you know, down near the 20, uh, 22-23 yard line after a spectacular catch once again by Braden Anderson, they'll have the ball at the 37, first and 10, and with 4.45 left to go, I'll take it. And as I said before, Braden Anderson is the best athlete on the field. Under 4.35 now in counting, it's going to be I formation. It's going to be bottom fullback position. And is that Harris dotting the eye? It is, and he'll get the pitch right, and he's got a hole. He'll turn it upfield and get down to about the 31-yard line, pick up of about six yards on first down. Nice run that time, nice blocking on the right-hand side by the Alcoa front. Yeah, Jordan Harris, sophomore running back for Alcoa, a name, Marty, that I think we'll hear more and more over the next few seasons as Ahmad Sankey, the senior, will be graduating. I expect to see a lot of the Jordan Harris-Elijah Cannon show next year. But another player to think about, uh, Zane Bonham. Yeah, he's uh, back. Only a junior, and he started to uh, emerge as another running back for this football team. And one of the fastest players on the team. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Buckles under center. It's going to be a pitch left this time to Harris, who breaks the first tackle by the first man on the spot was Brown, Anthony Brown for Milan. He upsets it, and it's going to be no gain, maybe a loss of one. I'm not sure. It'll set up third down and four from the 31-yard line. So he gets back to the line of scrimmage, and I would dare say this is two-down territory for Alcoa, and especially now that we're about three Minutes and 10 seconds left to go in this contest. Alcoa leads 27 to nothing if you're just tuning in. Another player I haven't seen today, Eddie Salter. He's in. And a different quarterback in now as it's Cam Burden in the Wildcat. And he'll take wow. it. It looks like he's got one man to beat. He's going to stiff arm him. And he's going to be into the purple rectangle for another Everding orthodontic touchdown. Tornadoes. Man, that's a statement play by Camden Burden. Broke two tackles, spun around another, and then had a one-on-one -on -one with a defensive back. He stuck his hand in his chest, and he rode that defensive back to the end zone. He did indeed, and that increases the lead to 33 to nothing. And will they go for two to try to get into mercy rule, or will they kick the PAT? They got buckles on the field. They're going to go for two. They're going to – I don't know if it's assault in the wound or, or or what, but it's, you know, I think Rankin likes mercy rule as much as I do. Burden, or it'll actually be Buckles in a shotgun, three receivers right, and he's going to fake and going to take it himself up the middle, and does he get in? He yeah. does. It is good on the point after attempt by Alcoa and Buckles and – he falls into pay dirt heat or the purple rectangle and adds two more points for Alcoa, and it's now 35 to nothing, Alcoa, with 252, and that is mercy rule. So after this kick, the clock will start nonstop, 
and you could start up the buses, we're going back with another trophy. I, I don't know how Buckles doesn't get MVP. Yeah, uh, unless it's Braden Anderson. Uh, you know, he's he made a lot of those stats for for Buckles, but what is Buckles? Is he's rushing? 19. Well, Buckles is 19 to 24, 288 yards passing, two touchdowns, with a quarterback rating of 207, and a rushing 22 attempts. Or excuse me, that's a mod. 13 attempts, 62 yards. Now. Anderson has had seven carries, 138 yards, and a one touchdown. He's had a great night and an interception, but seven catches. And he's also – but Buckles has completed it to 12 other people. And Marty, I mean, or at least 12 other catches have been made. Almost 300 yards passing. Another big play there to extend their lead. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. And, you know, it will be tough. It, it's going to really be hard to determine who your offensive player of the game is. Defense, you know, is it Cam Burden for the second straight year? Senior. Yep. I think so, probably. His stats say so. Yeah, he's still the leading, I think, leading on defense, seven total tackles. And right now, it is 227 back home. And I want to give a shout-out to Rodney Lovin. And it's going to be a deep kick back to inside the 10 and, and running it back now and downed. It looks like that's going to be Townsend again at the, near the 20-yard line. And they're going to start the clock now. They will not stop again at 2.33 and counting. And let's see. And it will be the it will be the Bulldogs now. They'll have it first and ten from their own twenty-one yard line. They trail thirty-five to nothing, and it's just going to be a sweep and a just a really poor pitch out to number twenty-six, who's been a workhorse. That's easily um, he's going to have a few bruises tomorrow. May want to you know spend some time in a hot tub. Yeah, I've seen some other players get some uh, playing time as it looks like in for Alcoa, number 19, Jamal Williams in at defensive back, number 81, Seth Green, also in the ball game on defense at safety. Also got number 50, Caden Bogan, a freshman in the ball game. And right now you've got the quarterback for the Bulldogs that is Sullivan. And you know what? You could put him in a bag. He is sacked back to the 16-yard line, and that's just going to about do it. We're going to be at about a minute left on the next snap or less, and it's 35 to nothing, and it's time to start celebrating if you're an Alcoa fan or alumni or a parent. And timeout is going to be taken by the Bulldogs. We're going to take it with them. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds with the conclusion of the Blue Cross Bowl and the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week right after this. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. 
Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. And three pistols. 101 left to go in this contest. Alcoa leading 35 to nothing. We're at the Blue Cross Bowl. And this is the Twin City Certified Maryville Game of the Week. And it's going to be another run to Easley. And he's going to be popped and dropped. And he's going to lose about a yard as he's able to dive forward to the 15 yard line. Uh, but they keep losing yardage, Heath. And now with 46, 45 seconds left, they're not going to have 100 yards of total offense. Yeah, let me go back to that, see what the latest update is. Yeah, they were at 86. I don't think that's been updated since that last play. But yeah, they they're, lost they're five or another yard there, so that's going to put them at 85 as they bring on another man for the punt team. And really, uh, you know, I don't even know if they need to snap it. There's 11 seconds. Yeah, there's about 11 seconds between the game clock and the play clock. And they they basically could take a penalty and and, and you know, not have to do anything. They do punt it. There's nobody back for the Tornadoes. Um, it will take a Bulldog roll and will finally be downed at about the Alcoa 41. And Heath, that's it. The clock is zero. There's the horn. Alcoa wins its 19th state title. Coach Rankin wins his 201st game as the Alcoa coach, 453rd overall. And there's a lot of happy Tornadoes out there now on the football field. And Blount County can be proud of this group of young men. What a weird season. What a tough season. Uh, Alcoa makes it through it, though, and brings home that 19th state title. They certainly do, Marty. Such an impressive victory tonight for Alcoa and a great season for the Alcoa Tornadoes, Marty. Uh, you know, they, they lost that game early on in the season to Maryville, a game they were hoping to win. But since then, they haven't looked back, and they have dominated every ball game they've been in, averaging 43 points a game, only allowing four. Uh, shut out several opponents this season as well, Marty. Hey. It's been, yeah, eight opponents they've shut out. Extremely impressive. And congratulations as they pick up their 19th state title. They pick up their sixth state title in a row. And, Marty, congratulations to Coach Gary Rankin on his 15th state championship, 11th at Alcoa. Wow. Very, uh, congratulations, Coach Rankin. I'd like to thank him and Josh Stevens, uh, Becky Stone, and all the other administrators at Alcoa High School that, that makes this job so pleasant and enjoyable. And all the people in the Alcoa community uh, that have taken us in and, and has welcomed us as family. And we do appreciate it, and uh, much love going out to the Alcoa community from Two Hop Sports. And a special shout-out, or a last shout-out here, goes my friend Eric Seymour. used to work with him at the Sentinel and at Fox, and then he moved to Nashville, is living there now. And shout-out to him. He just got through listening and watching the Tornadoes win their 19th state title. Let's take a 60-second timeout, and we'll be back with the Secret Safe Place for Newborns post-game show, and the Denzo scoreboard right after this message. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, 
Call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. back to Tucker Stadium and the campus of Tennessee Tech, the home of the Blue Crossbow. You've just listened to the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week where Alcoa has just defeated the Milan Bulldogs 35 to nothing to win their 19th state title. And Gary Rankin has secured his 16th as a head coach. Heath, it was just all Alcoa's from first down, rushing yards, passing yards. Uh, just all around, just a dominating performance by the Tornadoes. Yeah, a very impressive night for Alcoa, dominating on both sides of the football, 466 total yards of offense, only allowing 85. And, Marty, we guessed it, the offensive MVP, Caden Buckle. Indeed, and, and very deserving as he takes his trophy. And that's got to be somewhat um, – very fulfilling for that young man. He he, he rode the bench, uh, had to as he transferred from Catholic last year, didn't get a play until week 13, and makes his third start and takes home the offensive MVP here in the state championship game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe you can insert a quarterback second week of the playoffs or so, and he can lead you to a state championship. But he has done just that. And not only that, Marty, but even – Typically, when you think about plugging a quarterback in that late into a season, it's because your main quarterback got hurt and he needs someone to fill a role. That's not the case here. Not only was he the best quarterback out at the time on the field, he wins the MVP tonight. He has been phenomenal this playoff uh, for Alcoa and uh, certainly a bright spot for this team moving forward. And uh, maybe they, I don't know if they're giving a defensive MVP this uh, award this year, as, as now they called the Milan coach uh, Diffie out to accept the the runner-up trophy. And uh, congratulations to Milan on a great season, eleven and two. And uh, you know you're correct, Marty. Yeah, it's just going to be the most outstanding player. Went to Caden, and uh, Milan will take their plaque. And uh, runner-up black, and go back to toward Memphis, West Tennessee. Congratulations to them on on a great season, and you know that young head coach, and they're going to do re- uh, really good things. And <clears throat> I guess number forty-two uh, will actually uh, they give a plaque to the coach, but actually number forty-two, the team captain, that is Seth Roberson. Also, as I said earlier, the team captain that went out for the coin toss, he will bring the gold runner-up trophy back to the 
Milan sideline as he's pictured there. And congratulations to that young man. Congratulations to this Milan football team. They've held it together. They played well. Uh, they were very athletic. They were just way outmatched today against Alcoa, as has most teams here in uh, Tennessee in 3A. Yeah, I mean, obviously not the way, if you're Milan, you wanted this game outcome to be. Um, but, Marty, when you when they, these kids graduate and they look back on this, they're going to remember the fact that they were one of the teams of Milan that took their team to a state championship ball game. This is only the 11th, or excuse me, the 10th time in Milan football history they have been to the state title game. So hats off to these young men who have fought hard throughout the season, finished with an 11-2 and record. Um, still a really great accomplishment, and our hats tip to them. And uh, now they're getting ready to present the championship trophy to Alcoa. Um, I'm honestly kind of curious if they're going to have just one player <laughs> go out and get that or if they're going to send them all out there. They're sending the seniors out. They're sending every one of them out there. There were some celebrations and some pretty athletic cartwheels and backflips, but it looks like Tank. No, Isaiah, Isaiah Cox. Cox is going to go out and get the football for Alcoa. And that, you know, that shoulder. <laughs> yeah, evidently that shoulder still giving him some problems because he was slow to pick it up. And congratulations to that young man on a great senior season. I hate that he went out in the final and regular season game, the final regular season game against Alvin Bennett on the first play on a TD pass. And his teammates are really going to rally around him now. And all of them want to touch that golden football. And that will be en route back to Blunt County this afternoon, and, and people show your support for this great tradition that is Alcoa football. And what a program. What a program from top to bottom. Uh, from the kids, from Coach Rankin, um, you know, the, the, just the whole community, and, and a, a shout-out to, you know, kids that didn't get a play today. Uh, but once again, Heath, it's, it's just been tremendous. As we look over the final stats, um, Total yards, as we said earlier, 85 total for, for Milan. They just couldn't get anything mustered. And Alcoa with 46 total yards and a 35 to nothing victory. Um, I, I want to say thank you to Johnny Sexton, uh, the owner of, of WKVL. Also to Andy back in the booth, who's worked with us every week. And also from our shows there at Windy City Grill. I want to thank the Dunkel family, both Heath, or all Heath, Scott, and Trevor, for all the work they do every week. They are the most prepared crew. Uh, they make me have the most prepared crew in, in, in broadcast as far as high school football goes, and I am so thankful to them. Uh, to work with them makes my job easy. I just show up and run my mouth, and they do all the hard work beside the, behind the scenes, and I'm really appreciative, Heath, of you and your family for everything you do for, for Two Hop Sports. Well, thank you, Marty. It's been an uh, incredible ride this season. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate you and all the hard work you do for helping uh, get this broadcast on its feet and, and all our promotions each and every year. And thank you to Johnny Sexton, and thank you to all of – the crew at Rocky Top Sports Radio, Andy O, Andy O, Andy back at the studio. It's your new nickname, Andy. Uh, Andy back at the studio for us and everything he does. Um, Wayne Kaiser and his crew at WGAP uh, had the opportunity to have Wayne on with us last night to do the preview of today's ball game and talk a little Maribel Rebel football as well. Um, it's been a terrific season, and Marty, as always, these these seasons go by 
way too quickly. They do. But we are uh, really blessed, um, especially in the year of COVID, 2020, to have made it as far as we did. Uh, uh, for everyone to stay healthy and get to this point from the broadcast team to the players um, and be able to still make it back to Cookville for another year. And uh, just we're not going to be on again before the holidays, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody out there in the listening area. Uh, go Tornadoes. Congratulations to those young men on a 19th state title and six in a row. Yep, uh, and they have an opportunity next season, Marty, to tie the longest streak in program history with seven straight state titles. Um, I don't, at the moment, foresee anyone getting in the way of that. No, not in 3A, I, I don't. And uh, their schedule, I'll try to release it on um, social media tomorrow if I can remember. Uh, but they are still looking for an opponent. There's not a lot of teams around Knoxville and Blunt County. Here it is, and William Blunt doesn't play them. Uh, they're looking for somebody. You know, I had a few Maryland fans said, why don't you all play Oakland? We'll be glad to play Oakland. You know, tell them, you know, we, we'll play them first game of the season next year. We'll even come to Oakland uh, if they'll return the favor the next season and come to Alcoa. So, you know, whoever it is, whether it be Fulton, I'm sure Josh will be able to find somebody to fill that spot. He's always great at doing that. Even though nobody in, like I said, the Knoxville area wants to play the Alcoa Tornadoes. And that includes not only 3A, but that includes all the way up to 6A. Nobody wants to face this Alcoa team. No, not at all. And, Marty, I really love what Milan's doing here. If you notice, I've never seen a team do this when we've been here at State. They had their underclassmen line up at the tunnel, had the fans come down all the way near the bottom of the bleachers, and they're letting their seniors one by one walk through that line into the tunnel as the fans give them one last round of applause. Um, this is a really classy move. Um, again, first year for head coach uh, Carl Diffie at uh, Milan High School, and he's setting some really good standards for this team and trends and uh, setting the tone for what this program is going to be like moving forward. Milan, I think, for years to come, is going to continue to be a force to reckon with in West Tennessee. They are indeed, especially like uh, as long as they have Diffie in charge of that program. He's really built the feeder system up there, something he did in Mississippi and he's continued to do so uh, in West Tennessee, and congratulations to the Bulldogs. Heath, we're just starting to repeat ourselves. Uh, let's start the car. Let's get back to Blount County, and um, safe travels to everybody that came down and watched the tornadoes today. Um, if you're at home, um, tell them I said to take the rest of the day off and go celebrate the Alcor tornadoes. It's 245 back in Blount County. Um, we'll be back probably about 5-ish or so. Um, but it, once so again, go party with Marty. <laughs> I'm going to probably just stay in tonight, take it easy, and I'm not. I'm not really. I don't really like this kind of weather. I was going to say, Marty Millsaps, take it easy. <clears throat> but what? but a special shout out to my other buddies out there: uh, Brad Roberts, Kenley Shepard, uh, Todd Roberts. It was uh, you know listening into my video earlier today. Steve Stout that has a big group at his house every Friday night that listens to us. Uh, Scotty Collins, a Marable fan, listens to us uh, a lot. And also uh, the Snyder gang, uh, Hank and Christy and Terry Tuttle and um, uh, the kids and the cast carts that listen each and every week. I could go on. We have such a great following. We really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Well, Marty, as I say, it wouldn't be a too high broadcast without me closing it out for us with our final final word. But, um, yeah, we're, we're very appreciative of everyone who tuned in throughout the season. We're also appreciated by the fans on our social media that gave us a lot of love on Two Hype Sports on Facebook and on Twitter. 
We continue to grow both of those media outlets, and we're very appreciative of you doing so and supporting us on both of those platforms. But just so you know, a lot of fun things happening in the future for Two Hype Sports. We look to hopefully announce a new logo reveal this offseason that we'll be using for the future. And we'll continue to try to keep you up to date on Blount County Sports when we can, and then hopefully the season will be back before you know it as Alcoa will look to get their seventh in a row, their 20th overall in program history. But again, thanks so much for tuning in to Rocky Top Sports Radio's final broadcast of the Alcoa Tornadoes this season as Alcoa wins the 3A state championship and defeats the Bulldogs of Milan High School 35-0. to I'm Heath Dunkel with Scott Dunkel, Marty Millsaps, Trevor Dunkel, Andy back at the studio. Until next time, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer.